20-somethings who are either married or in committed relationships who say their unions are more secure and more honest because they don't believe in monogamy. I just took off my clothes and I had to do it. Talking about swinging, or as it's known now, living in the lifestyle. We're going to have to give you some monogamy. Technically, an orgy requires a minimum of six participants. This is a new generation of swingers. Waves are coming at you on Friday, Saturday, by Sunday, your nuts gonna be drained. Oh. 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 Hey everyone, and welcome to Swinging Around, the sex positive podcast about swinging and sex. I'm Danny. I'm Heidi. And this is episode 50. Woo! We did not plan that. We, did. we didn't. That was a little girly cheerleader. Woo! Reminds me of how I met your mother. The, the, the woo, woo girls. The woo girls. So this is it's episode. A big episode. It's a big episode. It's episode fifty. It's a milestone, which for means us. we've been going for two years since we put out an episode every other week. Yeah, technically, after we're, episode... we're technically a little late because we started. Well, in we're a little late. But... Yeah, we we did start at towards the end of october we put out our first episode and technically episode 52 would be like truly going for two years right but 52 52 is, is not a that's a weird no 50, so we're gonna celebrate 50. 50 halfway to 100 so and it's a big episode because we are going to be talking all about desire yep we we're at desire revere maya or desire rm as it's known uh we were for there the last week yeah we were there all of last week so november 8th through 15th we were there with the Life on the Swing Set group. And if you're not familiar with Life on the Swing Set, it's a swinging sex podcast. Yeah, yeah. You can, yeah, you one can of the, see it at lifeontheswingset.com. One of the early, not not the first, but one of the earlier mm-hmm. um, swinging podcasts. And they had a group. And we we had gone to Desire before. We went in January 2012. And... That when 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 we went then we it was mm-hmm. our first time we did not go with a group. You can actually hear us talk about that back in episode eight. Episode eight. Mm-hmm. Ah, I didn't know what episode that was. So, what do you think about going in January versus or last time we went in January, this time we went in November. So, what do you think? What do you think? Um, I think November was a better option. It's a little bit warmer in November than January. Both times were sunny. Both times had relatively few clouds in the sky and. Little to no rain, but well, just the overall temperature in November was a little warmer. Maybe by I agree. I agree. An went... average of five or six degrees overall and... through the day, and I think the the sun was a little bit more intense in the morning, which was nice. There were times where if the sun went behind the clouds in January, it would get chilly. And when you're laying when, when you're laying naked, a few degrees makes a difference. Like it was probably it does, only yeah. five degrees warmer in November than it was in January. When, um, yeah, but, but that's, but that makes that's a enough, especially so should, if there's clouds. We should back up for a minute for any new listeners or listeners who didn't listen to episode eight or aren't familiar with yeah. Desire and just describe. What is Desire? What is Desire? Desire might be that resort that you hear, you know, uh, mm-hmm. swingers who've been around for a little bit and they, they'll, they'll talk about it and you so, don't know what it is. So Desire is an all-inclusive resort. It's about 20 miles or so outside of the city of Cancun. And they're probably more can... like... 15 miles 15 it's, it's yeah it's like a 20 minute it's a 20 minute um it's 20 a 20 minute ride from it's, the, from, it's, from the cancun it's airport. on the yucatan peninsula if you're familiar with the map of mexico it's essentially right around on the, the gulf of mexico and it is a nude resort that is lifestyle friendly so mm-hmm. what does lifestyle friendly mean 
Oh, oh, you were asking me. I thought well, you were just I was being gonna, rhetorical I, for I, listeners. <laughs> I, I was being a little rhetorical, and but I then actually, you took a breath like you were going to talk. And I so. actually would argue that point a little bit or, or contest it, uh, you know, slightly. In, in, well, lifestyle friendly, you know, it's it's uh, it's a resort that caters or that is is welcoming to those in the swinging mm-hmm. lifestyle, the poly, the just the alternative sex lifestyles. Mm-hmm. It's uh, and it's non monogamous. Non monogamous. I would say it's mostly from the two trips we've been there. Mm-hmm. Um, and from the chatter that I see, you know, uh, there's a couple of desire forums out there and whatnot. It's mostly well. I shouldn't say mostly. It is often regarded as a swingers resort. Right, but it doesn't have to be. That's the it thing. Is you, you could be a non-swinger. You could be a vanilla couple who enjoys being naked and enjoys being in a sexually charged <clears throat> atmosphere, and that's the place for you to go. So but if, you're I would a, say... if you're a nudist and you just like to be nude, then maybe it's not the place for you to go. Well, but if what... you're a nudist and you want to be in a in a sexually charged environment that, that could be nude but maybe also... well. Seeing other people maybe do things, maybe we're being gonna, a little voyeuristic. We're gonna, then... we're gonna talk more about this. Um, we're gonna talk more about that specifically this episode. But I would say that they they label themselves that a resort labels itself essentially as a. Well, I'm not gonna say I don't remember exactly how they label themselves on the website, but mm-hmm. it's essentially they'll call themselves a nude resort that is lifestyle friendly. But in reality, it's really a. It's more of a swinger, swinger. We went non-monog- with a swinging group, so no, that but, makes a difference. No, but we went last time. Like we, we we went last time without a group, and I would say in general, it's sort of the same. And but I don't want to by no, no, saying no. that you can scare people who are not yet like well, no, actively no, swinging no, away from it. You, so you can, and so that's why. And, and we know couples who had never done anything in the lifestyle who were just interested what in it, seeing what things were but like. What did it do? It got them into the lifestyle though yeah but that's the thing so, is you don't have to be in the lifestyle the majority of the couples who go to the who go to desire are either voyeuristic or exhibitionist and might not play with anybody no no, no i agree I but agree. they at least have some natural curiosities to either want to be seen or see others have i mean sex. i guess all i'm saying is that and it's it's just semantics because anybody who's sexually the resort is open for anybody who's Anybody from being who just wants to be a nudist all the way up to you want to have an all-out gangbang and mm-hmm. meet new people and have a gangbang. Like, like it's, it's it caters open-minded. to all of them. But I would like my personal the way that I think about it is it's a it's a swingers resort that's nudist friendly instead of being a nudist resort that's swinger friendly. I would say it's a if you want to base it by the majority of the clientele, you could say that. But I well, <laughs> don't you want to base it by like the like. I still agree with Tom saying it's a nudist resort, but it's swinger friendly because there's plenty of people who go oh, who aren't swingers. Yeah, and, so. I, and I don't. I'm not trying to scare swingers people. Swingers have kind of taken it over, but it's it's. It definitely. You don't is. have to be a swinger to go, and so that's why I'm remiss to call it a swing a swingers resort. So. No, no, no. I agree. I agree. Just, but it's it's semantics, nonetheless. Yeah. So as as you were saying, it's it's in the um it's in the the peninsula there by Cancun, mm-hmm. and so it's right on the Gulf of Mexico. So. Mm-hmm. You're you're right in the ocean. The resort run runs along a section of the beach, and it's clothing. It's clothing optional. It is not um clothing. No clothing were um required. So yeah, you, you don't have to go nude. And plenty because of people there don't. are there, and there are, are times where there are resorts out there, or there are you know nudist places throughout the world where it's required. It's to be there. You have to be nude, and that's not how desire is. You can wear clothes, and it's actually required to be appropriately dressed at the restaurants. Have some mm-hmm. sort of clothing on. Yep. 
Yeah, and it's different depending on the time of the day and the restaurant that you're in, but you can't go in there and just eat naked. Yes. So, yeah, I agree that November was the better time of the year to go. We've, we've talked to a lot of people, and it seems like what comes over over and over, the um, Phil and Linda, mm-hmm. who we've interviewed on the show, who are Desire um, kind of Fanatics, sewers. I yeah, would say, they, yeah. They, I think they prefer March. They, I think they're they're March and April. Yep. I, I believe. I, I believe. Phil and Linda, if you're if you hear this, let us know if we're getting it wrong. But um, and and some other couples we've talked we've, to said they really like April. Yeah, April, good time. April seems to be a really good time. We enjoyed November. But everybody always says too, there's really no bad time to go. Even January right. was a little bit. It was a little bit chilly. Where if cloud cover came over, right. you would you. It's a little chilly laying there naked. But November this time, I really didn't have any times Mm-mm. where i was nope where maybe I was, towards uh, the getting towards evening where it was the sun was going down because it does cool off during the during the uh i guess the twilight hours and yeah. into the evening it cools off when the sun goes down it's it it takes a, you know 10 to 15 degree swing mm-hmm. into the evening until yeah, the you, evening until you get, get some cool. drinks in you and then but you're, you're kind of then you don't notice anymore usually five six o'clock you're pretty much done being on the beach Oh yeah, and um, at that time of the year, the sun's going down. So because yeah. it's 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 in mountain time, so it, you know the sun still goes down fairly early. Yeah, it's the sun set about six o'clock while while we were there last week. Mm, little even little earlier than that, the sun set, and then there's still like some ambient light till about six. But yeah. I think sunset was technically at about five fifteen. Mm-hmm. So as we mentioned, we went with the life in the swing set group this time. So why don't we talk about some of the differences between going with a group or going alone because a lot of times like there's a lot of people who go alone but there's a lot of people who will go with various groups that just like to yeah link up with a group and so what 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 do you think so it's it's hard to separate the experience with going with a group from the experience of going our second time so i'm gonna do my best to do that but it's it's really hard because the first time we went we'd never we were semi-new to the lifestyle we'd only been in it for maybe a year or so a little over a yeah, year newer so yeah. you know we were still kind of kept you know feeling feeling our way through the lifestyle then we hadn't even we hadn't started the podcast yet and then and we didn't go with a group so it was we made friends and we talked to people and we did a lot of mingling but we probably weren't as outgoing as we could have been this time around we were with a group and we knew people some people going into it we were familiar with others through the podcast and so that might have made it easier to approach some people and i think the overall age of the the average age of the people that we were with was a little younger than when we went last time. So that helped. So so in general, this this second trip experience was definitely better. And I think going with the group helped with that because there was some level of familiarity. But I also think that just our, our own experiences uh, helped improve our, our ability to mingle too. So Yeah, I would agree with that. So it is it is hard to tease out because I agree this trip was better, but it's – we. Nothing was new. We knew we knew what to expect from the resort. We knew we knew what to expect from the rooms and the just and the, the scheduling, just the desired and, atmosphere, and the way yeah, that and the routine of, too. The way that sort of the yeah, exactly the routine, the way things sort of flow at desire, and there is there is like a flow to the day. Yeah. Um, that and so being there with a group, as as you mentioned, yeah, you get and even though in general, like the lifestyle community, everybody's talkative and welcoming. Even more so being there with a group. So being there with a group. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think because people are excited to be part of the group and they want, like, they're part of the group and so they want to 
gets to know other people mm-hmm. in the group. I mean, it isn't just a bunch of individuals who are going by in a in a, who are going somewhere, and it's a group in name only. I mean, people we got there and we all um well pr- pr- most people went and um booked through the travel agent um travel through uh char travel char char travel mm-hmm. and. They're the group who has done the Life in the Swing sets travel arrangements last year. I'm not sure about the first year's trip, but they did it last year and they did it this year. And so when we got to Desire, they had a table set up where you check in with Desire, but then you also, um, Star Travel had a little table set up to make name tags or, you know, make, make name mm-hmm. name necklaces where you could have a, a necklace. And that was actually... That was really helpful. That was really nice because... Then you, you, you first of all you knew how many people, you, like you knew when you saw somebody who was in your group you're like oh mm-hmm. you're wearing you have one of those you you have a name necklace on you're part of and our group then you knew their name and you knew their name it was really nice um, yeah it was it was it was really nice so one of the things that you just made me think about that it, that's a uh, set difference is that so desire puts on activities during the day for example so they mm-hmm. they have. Uh, personnel who work there whose job it is to make sure that the guests are having fun and so they arrange for water aerobics and beach volleyball and various activities throughout the day and you and i participated in a few of those the first time we were there and Mm -hmm. had some fun with that um they still did that this time as well but i think those activities for me um were downplayed or almost non-existent because the group was having activities that i was more interested in and so it it felt like there were more things for me to pick from and choose to do because there was the desire-led activities and the group activities so i felt like during the day if i wanted to be really active i had more things that i could be active and involved in yeah that's that was the the cool thing about the life in the swing set group because they had just like you were saying desire has things that they'll do during the day. They'll have a yoga class that yeah, you can participate yeah. in. They'll have beach volleyball. They'll have other things. Mm-hmm. But I do feel like it was lacking a little bit in terms of the engagement. That... Yeah, I don't know if they were trying as hard, or it seemed to me that they might have had some new staff that that were maybe not quite as familiar with, with flirting with guests and that sort of thing. But that's where, that's where being there with the group sort of filled in because – there was various activities, um, and, and there was a lot. There was something scheduled each day for the things, group, and yeah. we didn't always make it to everything. Um, there but it was, was nice to have that There option. was speed dating where they you would meet everybody, and we actually weren't able. We actually didn't make it to that one. But that's the I like the idea of speed dating where you meet everybody who's in a, who's in the group. I don't remember why we couldn't make it, but we just didn't make it to that mm-hmm. one. But then they have you know a toy demonstration where they will people will talk about various toys and we actually just tonight purchased three toys that we that we saw in the toy that demonstration we saw in the, in, I'm excited. In the toy. yeah we'll um talk about those we'll later talk about them. Yeah. we got just for those who are curious we got the um we got the enjoy uh pure pure wand crap now i like now i'm forgetting the name the enjoy it's shaped like a comma um mm-hmm. is it and then we got the the neon wand which mm-hmm. is a little bit of electricity play which is new and exciting mm-hmm. and then we also got the the field the field which so, that that particular one i don't think was at at the but there were similar no, but there were strapless were there were strapless strap-ons although that... it calls itself a double long oh, not yeah. a strapless strap-on but oh. we'll talk more about that later so there was the activities like that there was a toy demonstration you know a or and so sort of a show and tell also it started off with the life on the swing set group showing off you know stuff that they brought but then um it, it evolved into 
individuals showing off their their own toys and and things that they're into and and that's actually where we saw the the um the neon wand so Mm -hmm. the electricity play and we're gonna review those and talk about those um once we get them amazon amazon two-day shipping so it shouldn't be that long so one of the other things too that going as a group had is um you have a host where when you're not going with a group, Desire is your host. So the Desire mm-hmm. staff is really in charge of bringing everybody together as a group and trying to, to get one another to mingle with each other, or you're, we just have to do it on our own. When you're with a group, the hosts encourage people to meet one another, and everybody talks to the hosts. You know, mm-hmm. So the, the, the members of the Life on the Swing Set podcast who are there, and there's a few of them, there's a handful of them, whenever they're around, people would gravitate to them and mingle within one another. And so having those hosts also helps uh, people mingle with one another and just kind of come together in one central location. And without that, um, you know, you don't have anything to gravitate towards, so it's more difficult to mingle or people kind of might form little cliques here and there mm-hmm. when they're not with a group. So yes. so that makes a difference too. So we've, we've talked about, you know, differences being there with a group versus not being there with a group. But the other difference too was you know just just practical issues in terms of um booking with a group in terms of going through a travel agent versus first time when our first trip we didn't book through a travel agent we just booked through mm-hmm. i forget which website but you know there's travelocity and orbits and and the travel websites and booking with the life in the swing set group we as i mentioned um they have a travel agent uh star travel who does who does all of their arrangements and takes care of mm-hmm. the room reservations right. and those types of things and so i wanted to discuss that for for a, a little bit because that's actually a little bit of a separate issue than a separate thing i want to talk about versus going with a group or not um so the so going with star travel going and and let me and just let's off. not let, let's not just say it's them this could be oh, any, no, no, no. any particular Oh, travel agent. No, and this and, is just our one experience. Oh, so we and can't, it's not—they're not like, negative this... experiences. It's—it's it's not negative. I just wanted to discuss with you if you like for different things that we've decided we'll, we'll probably do differently next time. Um, so the so the benefit to booking with the booking with the travel agent because you can obviously you can book through Desire. You can just go to the Desire website and book on your own. Yeah. You can go to a travel travel website and book and get your flight and your hotel and all of that and so 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 the benefit is that we could pay in installments which is nice versus you have to pay yes. all at once that was that actually was really nice and so you don't have to get this huge credit card bill mm-hmm. right at once or or this huge chunk from your savings or this yep. huge chunk from your checking whatever it might be you don't have to pay for this huge chunk they would they took three installments which actually it was great um another benefit it, is that you could cancel it doesn't feel like your trip was you know the installments makes it so it does, your, your trip just doesn't feel as expensive because you can pay off the you know you can pay off your payment before the next payment is taken out you know before the next payments even even come so that was nice Another benefit is we had some period of time to make a decision and cancel if we needed to without mm-hmm. without losing money. And that's something you don't usually get if you book through one of those big travel sites. Um, so that that's a nice benefit too. And if they, you don't want to pay for travel insurance. And they take care of the um, hotel reservation, the the desire reservation, and the the transportation to and from the airport. So that's yeah. also really nice. You don't have to try to do you don't have to do any of that on your own, which mm-hmm. is really nice. And then when you're there too, if you have any issues, they'll help you out with any issues you have. Yeah. And then working once, that stuff out through the exactly. resort. Exactly. Jim Jim from um Char Travel helped us out. Um you know, he, he helped us out while we were on the trip getting a uh, beach bed, which mm-hmm. we'll talk about in a little bit. Uh 
beach bed versus pool because that's mm -hmm. kind of an interesting discussion. But I would say that there's some downsides to booking with a travel agent as well. So there's a there's a decent amount of benefits, but there's some downsides. The one downside is I is um it's it was mandatory to book for seven night. It was a seven night minimum stay. Yeah, and that could be just this one particular you know going with this group that might have been a stipulation this is our one-time experience well, so true. so but we don't all... want other people to to make their decision on well, whether yeah. or not to use a travel agent based on just our well, yeah like, you shouldn't one time this experience. is just our own opinions and so do your own research as well but just give you our own impressions and so they've already booked the or they've already released the information for the 2015 trip and it's also a seven night mm -hmm. minimum stay and so we knew last time our last trip we went for i believe five nights and four days it, or it'd be the opposite it'd be five days four nights okay five days four nights and so we knew that that wasn't enough but we were a little hesitant thinking oh is seven days seven full days actually going to be too much and if we weren't booking through a travel agent we, we, we might have we gone might, a, a, i think we would have kept this a day shorter um and so you have to book for seven days um at a minimum and so if you don't want to book for an, a full seven days, then that's sort of a, a drawback to that. But then the other drawback, which is sort of significant, but um, is offset by some other things. But like you don't get the you're not able like, like if you were to book through Travelocity or Orbitz, you can get a hotel and flight discount. Yeah, by booking both hotel and flight through a single place, you uh, they usually tend to give a discount. Exactly. And it's a discount on the flight as opposed to a discount on the hotel. So yeah, the hotel. It, it ends up being a couple hundred bucks well, for, difference, for at least design. for us and for our trip. Yes, and so it's going to depend on you know your flight cost from where you're flying to and flying from. But for us, and it probably depends on time of the year and all those kinds of things too, because there could be a discount on the rooms in some cases. Yeah. We we didn't have a discount or real, we, yeah. weren't able to realize we didn't a, get discount. a discount on the room, although. From what I understand, for returning members for trips through Shar Travel, you get I think a hundred dollars off. No, oh, that's so nice. that's so yes, that's off. Um, so that is offset. But f so we, if we would have booked through, let's say Travelocity for the same number of nights, the hotel cost was the same. But because you're bundling flight mm -hmm. and hotel, you get a discount. So we actually could have saved about an entire night's stay. Um, yeah. Uh, in terms of cost. But then you have to deal with all with the logistics of yeah. You have to find your you have to find your own transportation you to, to and yourself. from and and so and we had talked about it too. And one of the other things too is that like booking with with Shar Travel allowed us to book well enough advance in advance where we could try to pick out where the location of our room. And we were concerned that if we didn't book through through Shar Travel and we tried to wait. Then what if the resort got booked up and we couldn't get space and we wanted to go with the Life yes. Wrestling Set podcast? You know, and there, actually, there were a few logistics too. I mean, we opted. We knew about the price difference, but we opted to yeah, go. Yeah, we with still Star opted Travel to go with the with be, the travel because agent. of the benefits of being able to choose our own. You know, have not choose exactly our own room, but at least the type of room and and yeah, yeah. and a general estimate on what building we'd be in and, and things of that nature. So those were benefits that that we uh, definitely wanted this time around. Yeah. So. So that was I just wanted to talk about that too because mm -hmm. that was a different experience from our first time. So the other thing, which actually I sh we should I wanted should have had us talk about when we talked about uh, being there with a group versus not. The one thing that is interesting is um, turnover, and when you're there mm -hmm. for with a group, you're there pretty much for the entire time 
with the group because like i said it's a seven day minimum yeah so most people arrive there on the exact same day within plus or minus one and leave on the same day plus or minus one which is different so you you overlap your entire trip by about six days with with almost everybody there yeah with pretty much the same people um and so on one hand it's fun because you meet really cool people and you know hey i don't like they're gonna be here all week yeah and then you and, I, and I can get to know six them, days to get them and all. i can get to know them a lot better but on the other hand you don't get you you actually are limited in the in the just pure raw numbers of people you meet like if mm-hmm. you, um because there's not turnover all the time because you know if you're not everybody's if, there for the same time frame there so, so if you strike out with three couples those three couples are still there well and it's not even it's the, yes, yes and it's not it's not that piece but it's that you know there's a hundred couples there that's you only have those hundred couples to choose yes instead from. of it's not like of, some are leaving and some new ones exactly are so you know when you're not there with a the group you get or you're, if you're there with a group that's kind of there during like if you arrive midway through the week because a lot of people do weekend to weekend mm-hmm. so if you were to arrive midweek and go midweek to midweek then you'd overlap two different groups yeah that, you can plan that strategically that's true but if in terms of um the, just a raw number of people that you have the potential to meet not being there with a group is is there's more turnover but then there's so that's yeah a, that's yeah because some people well. might come in and stay for four days and leave or some people might come in and stay for a week but only but come in after you've already been there for three days yeah. or... so that's that's another difference you know like i said in in one way you get to know that when, when you're there with a group you get to know that you're here with awesome people yeah, and, and we, you have an entire week we made to... better friends this time than we did the oh, first yeah. time because we saw the same people and what's funny and is... people that we might not have clicked with the first or second time we met him by the third and fourth time we hung out with them we were clicking and and making friends and you know that's something that wouldn't have happened without the group what's funny is we were still even though the resort isn't that big we were still meeting people on wednesday and thursday that we actually hadn't just yeah come across and And we're like have you been here all week and they're like yeah and we're like we've missed you (laughs) where have you been hotties where have you been (laughs) so what else we got all kinds of stuff to talk about. <laughs> we do. We do. So one thing that I wanted to talk about is sort of the schedule. It's interesting the the schedule that you kind of fall into at Desire. And maybe it's true of just all mm-hmm. um all inclusive resorts, which you can speak better to. It than. is. I've never been to it. The only it's I've been to Desire so twice. Much it, at other resorts, but there is there is kind of a schedule. It's the wake up, spend your day on the beach. And each couple chooses, you know, all, all people choose to spend their day differently, be it on the beach or at the pool, then go to lunch, then now it's getting to be afternoon and the sun's going down, so you have to do something between that, like, 3 and 6 o'clock hour when the sun's going down. So, hot tub time. So at Desire, you go to the hot tub. Other resorts, you Which do something else. we but... haven't even mentioned the hot tub yet, so for those of you who haven't been there, shame on you, but the hot tub is... The biggest hot tub I've ever seen. Yeah, is... and I, I think the one at Pearl is even bigger. Yeah, so so there's a there's another um, D- Desire has another location, uh, Desire Pearl that's about four and a half miles away in mm-hmm. the town of uh, Puerto Puerto Morales. Yeah, I shouldn't even try to pronounce it. <laughs> <laughs> um, which we have not stayed at, and we we're thinking the next time we go, we want to stay at Pearl. We we at least want to split our time between Pearl and and my Riviera, or say the entire time at Pearl, just to experience Pearl. Mm-hmm. Uh, although and a pearl necklace too. <laughs> so we were. So you were. So you were yeah, schedule. yeah. I mean, 
the I've only been to one other all inclusive, but it was very similar. Although it was more of a family oriented resort, so the the activities that you did varied. But yeah, there's a schedule. So so we were talking about the three to six o'clock hour. People tend to go to the, the hot tub because it's getting chilly out, chillier, or at least temp, the sun's going down. But you're not quite ready to go home yet. Home meaning your you know your yeah, room. So room. so everybody goes up to the hot tub. That's where you do some more drinking. You do some some flirting, kind of getting a feel out for the night. Maybe who you might want to eat dinner with or play with. Eat and out you, what? Yeah, there's some and and sex sex is allowed in the hot tub. Oh yeah, so there and is... sex is there are there are beds all around the hot tub and sex is allowed on those beds and they routinely change the sheets and there's towels and you know the the cleanliness factor they that's all maintained very well. But uh, you know yeah people people have sex in the hot tub if you want. I haven't I didn't see a ton of it while we were there, but it well, happened. I didn't see that much. Se- I. That was sex, but you see, there's you'll you see, see more you'll oral, see oral and, going on. and fingering, and you'll see a lot of um, a lot of making out, too. a lot of digit play, and a lot of a lot of making out for yeah, sure. Yeah, um, definitely hot and sexy up there. It's you know, it's yep. a big, it's a big hot tub. Did we already mention it could probably fit? Probably, I mean, about a hundred people. A hundred people. That would be hundred people stuff though, but probably. Probably fifty to seventy-five comfortably. A hundred, a yeah, yeah. hundred stuff. But well, we've seen it stuff too. So it's like a big DP in there. Nice and tight. <laughs> so it is tight. Everybody's rubbing up on everybody else. Nobody can really get a good hump in. Yeah, that's it is. It's it's a crazy environment up there. I know the one of the I think it was so we got there Saturday. I think it was And this time you didn't fall in and and rub your penis against anybody's ears. So <laughs> yeah, that's if you're true. curious about that story, I think we tell it in, in episode eight. In ep- okay. I think we did, yeah. but um what was I gonna say? Oh, I think the first, I, th- I think the Sunday. So we got there Saturday. I think Sunday, it was it was during the hot tub time when it was just started to, it was just downpouring. So yeah. The, so we had great weather there. It really didn't rain or anything. It, Except we had, one day. We had really great on weather on and off yeah. during the like hot tub time no, yeah it was twilight even, hour it wasn't even on rain. and off so we had sunny weather the whole time except for the it was Sunday on and we off there. in the like hour that we were in the hot yeah tub. so we went up to the hot tub after the lions defeated the uh dolphins which mm-hmm. was nice i had to pay attention to that game on my tablet i don't have nfl mobile so i couldn't actually watch it and there but i was able to keep track on the tablet and of course the lions pulled out the last minute win so i was all high from a lion's <laughs> win so we go up to the we go up to the hot tub, and that's when it, that's the only time when, when we were up there on Sunday that it rained. Mm-hmm. And I really don't care if it rains when we're in the hot tub. Like, no, you're wet cares? anyway. Exactly. But the only problem was it was kind of splashing in your eyes a little it bit. Started, it was it, it was pouring hard, too. It was. And it was a temperature difference, too, because the rain was cold. But then... That's kind of nice, though. But. Yeah, it wasn't bad, especially being in the hot tub. And then by the time it was dinner time, I think everything was dry. Yeah. I don't I don't remember going out and being like, man, stuff's still like... No, it had dried off. So, so back to the schedule. So you do your hot tub time and some drinking. Then you go back to your room and you shower and you get all nice and pretty. And you put on your outfit, which um, for a lot of women is just a dinner outfit. Just something to go to, you know, a dress for evening wear to, to go grab dinner some women choose to put on their outfit for the theme for the night mm-hmm. to go to dinner um i didn't like to do that i like to save that as like a secret i'd say and more, more people, most women most, most do people the have same. like a dinner yeah, yeah most most people wear a dinner outfit some people choose their dinner outfit to be their club outfit too so then you go to dinner and there's a few different options for dinner that we can talk about and i think we talked about it in the in, in episode eight too so i don't know we've got a lot to talk about so i don't think we're gonna spend too much time talking about the different restaurants other than that they're all delicious so then after dinner the from about eight to ten o'clock the resort puts on activities Mm -hmm. they they have some kind of live music 
and dancing and everybody kind of stands around the bar and, and drinks and and then closer to maybe nine thirty, nine forty five or so a show will come on of some sort they'll do like something interactive with with the listener with the listeners with the the uh, guests at the resort, um, usually it's some kind of a sexy competition where you're dancing yeah, or so, doing a lingerie contest. Yeah, so for the lingerie night... Um, they put out a catwalk. They put out a catwalk, and so they have, you know, they'll get three or four of the of, of the female guests who are who are mm-hmm. dressed up for the night, and they'll walk the catwalk, which we, you didn't do this time. No, we, we missed lingerie well, night. Yes, we did. That actually was Saturday, the night we flew in. And travel so day, we were that, exhausted. Travel days are rough. But we did that last time, and so that was really fun. And then they also mm-hmm. have, um, so on on the and cowboy night they have, um, or the the western night. It was it, it was an interesting combination for a theme, and to have it be western and steampunk. So apparently, it's at the at the resort they just do western, but desire based on their or not desire, but uh, life on the swing set based on previous experiences decided to also make it theme punk. Uh, (laughs) Steampunk. I mean, I guess steampunk is, you know, it's... So it was like, choose the one that you want to do. And so there were more cowboy than steampunk, but there were some interesting steampunk outfits too. Yeah, it's kind of fun having the... The theme nights are fun because it makes it, you know, it can be... It's like Halloween every Swinger single, Halloween. Yeah. A swinger or just a lot. Swingers. Or, and, and it's also just opportunity to act out fantasies. Yeah. You know? I mean, a lot of the A parties, lot of being a swinger is about being a fan, like acting out on your fantasies and dressing up is a big part of that. Yeah. Um, and, and it's kind of like here we have um, the club Motor City Socials. Almost every one of their parties has a theme. Most clubs have. Every party has a theme. Well, yeah, that's true. Here, what am I, I think every yeah. club we have Most here. Most clubs have, have, have themes. So, I mean, I, I guess that speaks to how much swingers like to mm-hmm. dress up and, and participate in the themes. I actually didn't really participate in the theme dressing up that Yeah, much. and I say poo on you. You did a lot. Well, part of it is because we tried to pack... We tried to pack we light. We tried to pack fairly light because we each only wanted to have a carry-on, which mine ended up on the way there since I did the packing was it wasn't packed great and so i still well as i was getting you on the, are not the best of packers. as i was getting on the plane they said oh yours is too big it's gonna have to be checked it's funny on, on the way back you packed it and you mm-hmm. packed it um so that the suitcase was slimmer and so then it was it yep. was able to be carry on no and there problem. was more in it too which makes me that's laugh. true we actually did because because we bought some stuff over there so mm-hmm. there was more in it but i didn't participate and i kind of wish i would have but I just wanted to save on save on um save on the just the packing and I had to have some of your stuff, some of your shoes and in in mine. And female clothes take up less space than male clothes. Well, my clothes do. I'm a smaller person than you, so that, that's, that's not always saying. the case, but Well So yeah, I given I probably should have and next time we go I'll definitely try to pack well i think i think it's just more fun like it just shows that you're a little bit more fun and playful and and i think people are more likely to kind of want to approach you and chit chat with you too because you're it gives you something to talk about like oh i love your chaps or look at that great cowboy hat or you know because we saw um one of the people that we were there with had a um a belt that had instead of like where you would have like a gun holster kind of thing it was shot glasses yeah like little plastic shot tubes and so that was really cool to like whip shots out of her belt like it was fun so yeah yeah so the theme nights are fun and it's it's being a desire is like being at just like just a week-long swinger party it's yeah just... and you feel special because every night they're like putting on this show and then you go up to the disco and you're dancing and you're having fun and they're they're you know they've got 
hired dancers that have come in to put on a little show or you know there's there's all these different activities day after day after day while you're there and you're like man this is awesome this is special and then you stop to think about it and you're like this is just what they do for a living yeah week after week after week like every day is a party like literally 365 days a year however long they're open every day is a party i can't imagine working there so you putting this out while we're there you know simultaneously they make you feel special but you're actually not you're just one of the guests who are there and yeah, they do that but every... the, to, so to make you feel special just goes to show you like how awesome their staff is yeah because you don't even though this is just the day in and day out of this resort you yeah. don't feel like that you feel yeah. like you know it's fresh and new every yeah. single time like they're doing something fun the, the yeah it doesn't feel like they're going through the motions as a staff like like they're legitimately enjoying the party with mm-hmm. us although i i would the the exception to that i think is a couple of the um the staff staff sort of uh, staff bunnies or staff girls mm-hmm. that you'd call yeah. they called them um what did they call them play they weren't playmates but they had a name for well, them i think they were actually contracted out this this is where i'm speculating i'm not 100 percent sure yeah but i think they contracted out to a company called playmakers playmakers that's right yeah and they call they, them the playmaker crew yeah. um so they have so there's some of the girls you had made the comment how they didn't they actually didn't look as engaged they didn't yeah yeah because last time and i think we talked about this in in our other desire episode they were fun and and laughing and they learned our names and they would you know say hi so and so how are you and let's go do this Mm -hmm. you know like they were really engaged and this time i didn't know any of their names i don't feel like they knew any of our names it was in the group it was sort of like um, I think I think we mentioned how it's sort of like when you go to a strip club and like the girls are the, just there to make you entertain just so far as to pay for a lap dance or to pay for something. They actually were there just to give the air of being being dancers and and, and having like the sexy sexy show environment. But yeah. they're the only exception to the to the yeah. staff. I, I think the staff in general, everybody there yep. is awesome. The and bartenders I, I are great. I got the impression that some of them were like newly hired. So oh, it could you have mean, been a learning you mean the curve playmakers. too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that could be true. We're speculating about all of this, by the way. We don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but so the staff at Desire is fantastic though. Everybody mm-hmm. from every bartender at every single bar to Africa on the beach, who's the best? If you go, you have to tip Africa. She's if you're on the beach mm-hmm. beds, she is getting your drinks. She like nonstop. runs across. She the is beach. nonstop. She is, and she remembers what awesome. she ordered too. Yeah, she'll remember. You might not. You you'll see her the next day, a full twenty four hours or, or or more later, and she's you know margarita, sir. And <laughs> yeah, she was. Awesome. She was really good, and, and the the CC on the beach bar. Awesome too. Yeah, and the um, just the entire staff. The, the and these are staff service. that are there for years because they were there when we were there in yeah, 2011, there. and they yep. had been there since before. I'm like these. Yeah. So Desire treats their employees well, and so, and when I hear about a, a place that treats their staff well, that makes me want to continue to be a patron for them too. Yeah, know? just just like you were saying, it it's 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 actually a remarkable feat to make every single guest feel like they're special and they're great. But then you just do a day in and day out. Like they're actually not special. They're just every, a guest there that's there every day. Yeah. They're, you know, they're one of the guests that you see every single day. But you yep. go out of their out of your way. I think the, like they have true joy in their work. The staff at the restaurants are fantastic, and we're gonna. T- I want to talk a little bit more specifically about the restaurants. In so particular. let's talk about it. Oh, right now? Yeah. Well, why not? The staff at the restaurants are 
great. They will get your drinks as soon as you walk in. They sit down. They pull out the chair for you. They put the napkins down. They 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 go the extra mile to make you feel like mm-hmm. you're having an experience. You're having. They make cheesy jokes. <laughs> it's fun. Um, they you're not waiting for for drinks as they're very vigilant. Um about watching and waiting like you you need another beer and they're, you're not waiting and they're there when you need to be there and they're just quick and fantastic mm-hmm. um so let's talk about the restaurants um we, we'll just kind of step through them one by one yeah so the first restaurant i think it was called is it called salo i forget they yeah, all have names it is and it's... i'm gonna refer to them by the type of food that they serve so they're they're trying to be like a more upscale classy restaurant you make reservations to go there they have a um a menu where you order and you have essentially like a three course four course meal with your appetizers your super salad course your your main dish and then your your dessert and they it's it's high class food i mean they're doing Almost like molecular gastronomy. There, they're they're playing around with with crazy ice cream flavors and they're, yeah. I had, they're, I had pepper chocolate or pepper pepper yeah chocolate pepper. They're they're um, playing around with with soups where the the soup was one of the soups was a uh, um, liquefied ribeye and it's like well what does that mean you know and and they're they're doing different things and so if you want like a like an upper scale classy kind of a meal that's the place to go it also took a long time too because you know they give you a long time to eat your beef carpaccio as your appetizer and then you wait and then then your then your soup course comes out so you really have time to to fully digest your food a little bit before between courses oh so yeah you you definitely, it's a meal you need to give time for but it's not, well worth it at least one you're of the not nights. kidding in terms of you need to they give you time to fully digest your food that is the food was pretty good but it is also was interesting they had the most they had the most um like variety and, and well, complexity to the they food. they had the most complex food that's for sure and they mm-hmm. had um apparently we're not fancy enough where i didn't even know this where it's a sign of fanciness when you, the soup comes out and there's nothing in the bowl but the the actual the, the solids soup contents, the yeah. soup and the then soup the broth contents, gets poured on it and then they um then they bring out the broth and pour yeah. over that that's apparently we've a, seen enough Top Chef I feel like you should be aware of they've that. never I, I don't oh think they've ever, done it in Top Chef I don't think so oh yeah but they definitely so have those of us so we had we were there with a uh, two other couples who were um, younger couples um, such as us there was. Because I would say the age range while we were there was probably like mid forties. The, the median was probably maybe forty three, probably forty five, you know, yeah. forty four, forty five. Yep. Um. So there was a few couples, um, there who were younger, and so we had dinner by younger with, we're saying late twenties, early thirties. Yeah, late. Yep. Yep. Exactly. And so we had dinner that night with two of the other younger couples. Um, and so there was two choices of soups. There were there was what did you get? What did I get? Oh, I, it was oh, like a chowder, yeah, clam like, chowder. Like, oh, clam chowder, just yeah. standard clam chowder. Well, it wasn't standard, though. It was foamy. Oh, okay. So it was still different. But then, and, so and it was in a bread bowl. So three, three of you got that, and three of us got the liquid ribeye just because it sounded interesting. And so then, you know, they bring the bowls out, and all that's in the bowl is like a corn cob with corn, some meat stuffed like in it, like a quarter of a corn pot, corn cob. Some beef just on the just on the plate, and then and then I think a flower. No, 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 <laughs> not not a flower. What was that was in there? Um, some kind of vegetable. Or some something. kind of vegetable. And then we're like we're looking at it, we're like what is this? Is this even soup? What is this? And then then a few minutes later they bring out the or not a few minutes but a, you know like, like a minute later they bring out the broth. Mm-hmm. Um, so they are the most the most upscale the fanciest restaurant there, and they're the one with the 
the most as complex and interesting food. Yeah, and it's a small restaurant. There's maybe 20 tables in it. It's, it's decorated very dark. It kind of has a masquerade theme to it. They actually changed Masquerade theme. ball theme, and then it's got, there's TVs on the wall that have some pretty sexy images yeah, they actually throughout ch- dinner. They so. actually changed their um, decor. Last time we were there, again, I couldn't remember the name of it, So, but I always referred to it. the same. I always referred to it as the, as the white restaurant. Well, yeah, I think the name was the yeah, same. But, I, think, but I think it's called Salo. I always referred to it as the white restaurant because, you know, they have sort of, they had sort of the walls were painted whitish, like a, like a cream color. Then now it was, um they, they changed it up. I can't call it the white restaurant anymore because it's more of a, black. They, had, they had sort of a black and red theme sort of, um, going on there. They I had, thought it was black and white. No, they had some like red highlights, I think. Um, so like, but you walk in and the color scheme is much darker. So, mm-hmm. um, but so there's that fancy restaurant. There's the standard buffet. Yep. Where and every they, si- they change up the theme every single night. There's a different theme. There'll be a Mexican night, and you'll have fajitas and quesadillas, and then another, another night. I think my favorite night there was the French the French night where they had yeah, the French night you know good. beef uh, beef. Bogin, I can't pronounce it very well. Bogin, Boginian. Not... <laughs> Don't look at me. I'm no better. So. No, no, but um, delicious French yeah. food. That's and, for sure. <laughs> and the the themes aren't necessarily always a country of origin. Like like one night was like just they called it the romantic gala or something. So so you can't always predict what the food's gonna be based on the theme because it's not always a country. Yeah, no, so, no, no, no. I mean, and, a few nights of the week it was a country, but other nights it was just like, all right, let's go and see what it's gonna be. And that and, and they always have a grill too, so you can get chicken or steak. Yeah, they or always have a grill like, going. So you can... and they have fresh fruit and salad. So that those are staples. So that even if you don't like, there's kind of like a like a main bar area with various dishes that that follow the theme. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's the the grill and the salad bar and the fruit mm-hmm. area. So you can always find something to eat if you don't like whatever their their theme is. And what's cool is they have um is is not every single night, but like a lot of nights they'll have some sort of entertainment there as well. Though mm-hmm. the one we had the group dinner there, um, they had you would know what they're called like they the had a big marimba. giant xylophones or I don't mm-hmm. know what they're called, but the it giant, was a marimba. Is a marimba just a giant xylophone? Is that just just different types? It's essentially the same thing, yes. <laughs> so that so they had a giant giant xylophone playing one night, and then they also had one night they had a harp playing, mm-hmm. which I think might have been the only time I've ever been like close enough to a harp player to watch them play the harp. They mm-hmm. had this individual, this 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 male, um, which I always feel like maybe this is sexist, but I always feel like I always picture a harp player as being a female in my mind. That's definitely a stereotype that I that I hold in my head. I don't have that stereotype, I guess. But um, he he was good, so I. So watching him play the harp was cool. So then that's the buffet, which I would say the buffet is always a it's sort of a you know it's there. The yeah, food's it's there every good. night, and that's also the same place where you go for breakfast. Mm-hmm. And oh, the breakfast and is the, the breakfast, same every day. The breakfast buffet is so good, but that sort of falls into the that falls into the monotony and the routine. It's it does. the same food every morning, every day. It's, but it's so sausage, good. bacon, scrambled eggs, omelets. It's so good. I fell into a routine of French getting, toast, pancakes, of getting an omelet and waffles. French toast. I'm on French toast, so I love a breakfast buffet. But, but actually, yes, as, as you're saying, you sort of fall into a monotonous, yeah, um, routine at desire. And so, actually, I had this in the notes to talk about when we were talking about just the difference with being there with a group versus not, and need having to be there for seven days versus not, and the monotonous schedule. Um, we actually just d- d- we needed to take a day trip by the end. By the last day, we actually ended up going to going to um, should we talk about the last restaurant before we jump in and, and talk about 
routines and schedules just okay. so we don't forget. Okay, yeah, you just reminded me of it because we were talking about yeah, the Yeah, we'll, we'll come back to that, but let's talk about the last restaurant. And the, the last restaurant is called Suki, and there's there's two aspects to this restaurant. There's the restaurant in and of itself that you can go to that has um, Asian Asian inspired dishes. So there's there's pad thai and there's like a beef curry and, and various other dishes of that nature. Also some uh, sushi rolls you can choose from, nigiri, and also sashimi that you can get. Um, they have uh, spring rolls and egg rolls, and they also have a couple of different soup choices as well as dessert. So mm-hmm. it's, it's a nice broad venue to choose from. You could probably eat there a couple of nights if you wanted to and get different different food items. And then they also have two hibachi grills. Yeah, so it's it, it really is sort of like two restaurants in one um i mean well it's two experience two different experiences there's two two different experiences there's a normal dining experience and then there's the hibachi and so you can ahead on the day of that you want to go you can't you can't make reservations other than on the day of and so you make reservations you can go and uh um, they do a whole little show with the hibachi and then you get your your fried rice and then your fried vegetables and and your grilled meats and you also get your soup and your salad and and uh sushi roll there too so it's a nice full little meal and it's it's fun to watch so rank the restaurants from favorite and this includes experience as well because i break out we i break out the hibachi and just the regular eating experience at suki as two experiences so rank the rank the dinner experiences from actually let's go least favorite and I wouldn't say worse because they're all good. I enjoy yeah, them all. Yeah. But least favorite up to most favorite. So I think my least favorite would be Salo, which was the fancier restaurant that we first described, followed by, um, followed by, it's kind of a close tie for me since I'm ranking them together and there's only four to choose from. But the the buffet, depending on the night that we were there. And the hibachi, and then I think my favorite experience was just plain Suki the restaurant because I really like the ambiance, and I like the menu selection. Um, when we were at hibachi, it's fun, but then after you're done eating, you're kind of in this cramped little space in front of the grill, and there's nothing in front of you anymore. And it'd be nice you're sitting side by side with your partner as opposed to across. Yeah, because so after they so finish I'll, making the food, then you after sit the there chef and eat it. finishes making the food, he sort of because it is a show. If you've if yeah. if, if you ever if you've ever eaten hibachi before, you know they do their little show while they're making you the food. But then after they make the food, they they're just gone. And yeah, so and then I'm, you're left to eat it, and it's it's a little awkward because you're sitting next to your partner as opposed to across from your partner, and so. Um, so that takes it down a notch for me. So, so I think that's kind of tied with the buffet, mm-hmm. depending on what night of the buffet we're we're there for. In a couple of cases, the buffet might would come first, and a couple of cases, the buffet might come after it. Um, so I th- I think for me, my ranking follows pretty much exactly the line with yours, except I would squarely put the buffet ahead of the hibachi. Mm-hmm. Just, just I thought about that. Just due to a pure just raw variety. Like I like there be they have a lot mm-hmm. of different a lot of different foods. Um, a lot, a lot of variety. The hibachi is. Honestly, if you're gonna if you're going on vacation for four or five nights, oh yeah, go just to, go to all of them. Go to all of them. There, there isn't a bad experience the, in the bunch. Like the we're, first time we're we, ranking them, but it really doesn't matter. They're they're all good. The first, yes. There's no reason. I mean, I had you rank them, but there really is no reason. If you're there for at least four nights, yeah, go to go to it all. Go to it all. Um, we actually did not. The first time we were there in 2012, we went to the hibachi, but and well, we actually didn't do suki. The just sit down. Um, regular part, just sit down um, experience yeah. at Suki. I think we ran out of nights to do it. I don't think we were. Or maybe we did the. We might have done the. I buffet think we did twice. buffet twice. Yeah. Um, so, 
the the Suki's just regular sit down experience was probably was the highlight of like the best dinner, and it was probably the biggest surprise. Like I didn't realize mm-hmm. that it was going to be just as good as it was. Yeah, it was, it was really really good. Now we had to be careful about what we ordered because I I I got the pad thai which I had heard was good and I liked it quite a bit. But they also had a spicy beef curry that I was thinking about getting. Although I was afraid that it might be too spicy. So you offered to get it and bite the bullet, which was good because you ended up liking it and I did not. So had I disliked that meal, it could have been a whole different experience. Yeah. But then again, you're not paying. Like food is all inclusive, right? So I could have ordered it or sent it back and said, you know what? Can I get this instead? And asked for something different. And I don't think they'd turn you down. No. Because... And that's the thing about that menu is you're not... You've already paid, essentially. Yeah. So if you want to get... Sushi rolls, nigiri, sashimi, you want the soup, you want the salad, you want the egg roll, you can get it all. And they're exactly. they're going to say, okay. So the, No the, one's going to tell you no. One night I had five desserts. <laughs> they're mini desserts, but I had them all. I wanted to try them all. It's French night. I got one of everything. So one thing, the other thing to mention too is that there's a, the lunch buffet is set at sort of a different, um, Set it. It's set at um, an outside outside buffet, mm-hmm. and so I I guess you could say there's sort of five restaurants there. Although yeah, the outside the, the outside buffet. buffet is just um, and the lunch buffet is almost the same food every day. Same. There's food every a little day. bit of variety in some of the warmer foods like potato wedges versus mashed potatoes. You know they mix up that a little bit, but it's essentially you get stuff from the grill, which is going to be chicken, beef, steak, and in, in either a hamburger, or quesadilla, fajita, something of that nature. Then they've got sushi and cold plates with carpaccio, mm-hmm. fruits, soup, and then pizza. So, I want to get back to actually talking about sort of sort of falling into the monotony of of being there and just yeah, doing the same thing day, it's routine. And after, day in after day out, which is fun for a while. But by we were there as I said for a full seven days. By day seven, yeah. I was going starting to go a little stir crazy. Yeah, and it's, so well because you're you're seeing the same atmosphere, the same buildings, the same, buildings, same, thing, the same food, the same, same schedule. Lunch. I mean, as much as sushi was like the highlight of my trip. I don't remember if they even had sushi when we were there in 2012. Yeah, but we ate so much sushi. But when you just eat the same thing over and over, and you and you're dancing to the same songs over and over, and you're doing you're waking up, going yeah, to the beach that's bed. Yet another reason to participate in the themes. So. Um, what I, what I would, what I would recommend my own personal opinion is if you're going to be there for seven days, schedule one day to go, just get out and go at least one day uh, or like a half day or two half days. One well, day that's kind a, of what we did. One day at a minimum, I would say. We yeah. didn't do two half days. That's why I said at least one day. Oh. That is one day at a minimum. Oh no, you said two half, I thought you said two half days. I said days at, at least minimum. one day or two half days. And then you said, that's what we did. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So I just by day seven we hadn't. It was like sort of a, it was a um, it was an audible that morning because we hadn't talked about it. But we're sitting there eating breakfast, and I was just thinking like, this breakfast is delicious, but it's the same breakfast I had yesterday and mm-hmm. the day before, and the monotony was part of that's your own fault. I mixed it up a little bit. I well, had no, some cereal. I had they, some other things. You same, could get bagels. Doesn't matter. They had the same twenty ingredient or same thing. But they have the same foods. But you could personally choose to eat more of one thing. No, than another, you were so. just saying how there's you know there the the resort you fall into a, a monotonous yeah. schedule, and so by day seven, I just needed to get out. So we went to um, um, Playa del Carmen. Playa del Carmen for mm-hmm. the day, and we got out, and that was that wasn't bad. It was it's a forty five dollar cab ride. Well, um, if you pay in pesos, it's, so it's 450 pesos, which is not quite 45 bucks. 
um, yeah. with the exchange rate. Yeah. So it's 450 pesos each way, 900 pesos, roughly 900, roughly 90 bucks. It's actually cheaper than that when you do the conversion factor. It's yeah. 13 pesos to, to the dollar. So we got out for a few hours, and that was really nice. Um, so I guess my... my opinion... And we went scuba diving one day, oh, too, yeah. which broke it up, too. Yeah. So my opinion... And again, this is just my opinion because I know there's somebody out there who would say, oh, I can relax the entire time and it's not a problem. But my opinion would be if we go for seven days, we need to have a day or two mm-hmm. to get out and do something. Yep. And, we and have... then if you go for – I think if you're not going to do anything, you're just going to stick to – you know, you're going to be there at the resort doing doing the resort and not mm-hmm. really doing And if you want to like party hard too. Yeah, I would say – And be up until four in the morning every night. I would say five to six days mm-hmm. is five days – Six even would probably be a little bit long for me, but... Depending on how much time you had the day you got there. But five days is probably a good amount, in mm-hmm. my opinion, for just, I'm at the resort and I'm not doing anything else. Assuming that the day you arrive is a day. Yes, if you can get there early enough in the day. Um, now, that might be a little bit of a controversial statement. You know, the you know I'm sure there's people... Because, you know, different strokes for, for people. There's, there's definitely going to be people who... It doesn't... Like, they could just do nothing every single day for yeah. weeks and weeks and weeks. But me, I, you know, I get a yeah, little stir crazy. And... Just being in the same environment day after day. And, and also part of it was the same people too, because like you said, there's no changeover. So, so we were just seeing the same people exactly. and, and they were also settling into their own routine. So we would see the same people at breakfast cause they were getting up right around the same time of day. We'd see the same people at lunch cause they were getting hungry right around the same time of day. So, you know, we, <clears throat> we fell into routine with some of the other, you know, there's hundred couple there, couples there, but we would see the same, maybe ten all the time because we were just doing the same things at the same times. Just bodily functions were aligned, I guess you could say. Yeah. So the one thing I wanted to talk to you about was um, changing at the airport or changing at the resort. And so I need to get a, need to give a little bit of a backstory here for this. So the first time we went to Desire. We were fresh and new and didn't know what to expect from the resorts in general. We never been to a nude resort at all or nude environment, so we didn't know what to expect. And so we get there after traveling and expect and um, and we came from the Detroit area and we in came January. From Michigan, it where cold. it's chilly, so we have jeans on. And so we so we get to the resort and we have jeans on and. And our room's our room not wasn't ready. ready, so we don't have anywhere to go to change. Which is pretty typical fare. Room check-in time is 3. If you get there before 3, don't expect your room to be ready. So, it's not going to be ready. So we showed up and in jeans, and you definitely stand out. And so we felt a little uncomfortable being there with jeans because we kept getting called out for a couple of hours until our room was ready. It was like, oh, you guys are new. You guys are the newbies here. Like, mm-hmm. And so this time we at the airport, we're like, okay, we're not going to show up in jeans anymore. We're going to show up looking like we fit in. So we showed up and you know, we, we changed into swim trunks. Or I put on swim trunks and mm-hmm. um, changed into stuff at the um at the, airport. at the airport. So, do you think that was you think you think that was worthwhile, or was that you, you need well, to do that, or is that a recommendation so, we would make to people? So, there are bathrooms right outside the uh, the lobby where you could change as well, but you just have to like fish your fish your clothes out of your carry on to do that. So, um, changing at the airport versus changing at the hotel, I, or changing at the resort, either way. But I do recommend changing, most definitely. Okay. Unless you travel in shorts. Like, if you're traveling from someplace warm and you, yeah. you're you comfortable to travel in shorts and, like, a t-shirt, then if you, you don't really need to change. But if you're traveling in, like, winter clothing, then <laughs> definitely get out of it when you get there because you're going to be uncomfortable. Yeah. So, for me, yeah, I thought it was worth it. 
So or or what you could do also is just wear your bathing suit underneath your clothing, and then when you get there, you just have to strip, and you're in your bathing suit, and then once you're comfortable, just go nude. Because some people just get there and <laughs> clothes come off, they're naked like second they check in. <laughs> you and I need a little bit of time before we're like, little, okay, let's a little easing in. Give me yeah. fifteen minutes. Yeah, you gotta soak a little. <laughs> plus, um, plus you need to apply the sunscreen too. The other thing, oh, that's what I want to talk about too, is like. What, what's the best way to travel with sunscreen? Because we actually didn't talk to other people about how they traveled with or what their sunscreen situation was. And so I know it sounds funny to like have a discussion about yeah. what's your sunscreen situation, well, but you definitely need sunscreen because you're going to be, the weather is nice and warm and it's a yep. naked resort. So you're going to be, not only do you need sunscreen, but you need more of it than usual so, because you're applying it to places you don't normally apply sunscreen. I, I realize that the majority of the women who are there pack so much clothes that they a carry-on's not an option and so therefore it doesn't matter about sunscreen because you just put it in your suitcase you check your suitcase oh that's true i guess the caveat the, so the, the vast majority of we the tried women, to make sure we tried to only to, to not have to check yeah anything, i mean so. i saw some giant luggage coming through so most of the women when they were staying there a week with all the outfits and and all the costumes too which i i made my theme outfits also pretty small and easy to pack small and slinky yeah exactly so so I didn't want to have to deal with, with checked luggage. I didn't want to have to deal with that at customs and going through that. And so we both tried to fit our stuff in checked luggage. As you've pointed out, it didn't work out with your bag because you didn't pack it tight enough. But because of that, we knowingly did not pack a bottle of sunscreen. And our option was we know they'll sell sunscreen at either the airport or the resort. And so when we arrive, we will purchase sunscreen. We'll pay a premium but it shouldn't be that bad. We were wrong. We were wrong. A bottle of sunscreen that here in the states would run about seven to eight bucks was thirty bucks at the resort. Yeah, we, the resort has a little shop shop at right off the main lobby. Yeah, we and... just got Banana Boat SPF thirty, just a regular tube of it, and thankfully it lasted us the week. It we made it last. Made it the whole week. We didn't but... slather it on real tightly, and you got a little pink in a couple a areas. Pink. I got the but the, neither one of us peeled. Got a little pink, which not my. <laughs> you know what head I'm talking about? Yeah, I know which head only, you're talking about. Only mildly, where I'm like that should have never gotten pink. Like you did not apply well if uh, he got pink. There was just one day, and it wasn't even like sunburn. Really, it was like the start of a sunburn. But even like the start of a sunburn that on would the be penis, devastating. The, even the start of the sunburn on the penis is like. Ooh, there's a slight little bit of dis- discomfort here. That... Did it? You didn't tell me that. Oh, yeah. There was just like... I mean, I noticed he was pink, and I even said, like, is he pink? And you're, yeah, like, you're like, yeah, he's, he is you're pink. You're like, he's a little red, but it's it was only... It was, like, it was just, like, a mild... And the ball mild. sack was fine. No, so... the balls. The balls, they were troopers. <laughs> they were... No problems. So... Yeah, I just wanted to see like what we're like what we'll probably do next time. I don't know if we'll just next time we'll check luggage. We'll just check luggage. Well, because like I was like, well, and it wasn't the money factor. Like, yeah, it's it's what fifty bucks, twenty five bucks each way. I think to check a bag yeah, with Delta. There's like a no- but we didn't. I didn't want to have to go to the bag check and stuff. But then you realize once you get through customs, your bag is there waiting for you. Like I forgot that customs. It take takes so long. To get so through long customs that anyways. by the time you get through customs for traveling international, your bag's already gone through exactly. the line. So, so, for, for so like, next time we'll check a bag. For for domestic flights, you know, you gotta, you don't have to go through customs or anything. And so, for domestic flights, you fly, and if you checked a bag, then you've got to go to where the, the the luggage claim, and you're just waiting and waiting and waiting. And it always seems to take forever for luggage to come. But then, it does. But here, or you know, getting through customs takes a long time. Or I guess depending on the time of day, 
but we got there probably got about there noon. The customs, the customs room or where everybody is just sort of waiting to go through was jam packed. It's like we were going through Ellis Island or something. It was, <laughs> um, I mean, I mean, I guess literally we, we were, you know, yeah. going into another country. The Mexican version. Um, and so, yeah, if we would have checked the luggage, it wouldn't have like actually say it wouldn't have been any time at all anyways. No, um, nope. And actually it would save you some hassle because you don't have to carry it around with you at the airport. You're just hands free. That's true. You know, that's true. So I guess nice. that's how we will take care of. So the, so next time, uh, and I bought sunscreen to bring with us too, by the way. And then I was like, oh, let's not bother with. I bet we can get all our stuff to fit and carry ons, and let's not bother with it. But by the time you spend thirty bucks on one tube of sunscreen, and yeah, we almost like, ran out. If we had bought that second tube, we would have spent more money on the sunscreen than checking then the bag. Then check the bag. I was like, just check the bag. Yeah. Um. The other thing, the only thing I want to mention about the theme nights, going back to them, is I think the neon, the neon, um. Night was probably our my favorite night. Yeah, but they need to have black lights around. Yes, like they need to have some black lights in the lobby that like shine mm-hmm. down. And they put on a good the, show for the neon. And they need to put black lights up in the dance, um, floor for sure. I don't know. Black lights are a lot of times standard in like places where there's dancing going on, or like yeah. they can flip them on and off. Or Although, whatever. do you really want a black light in places where there's all that sex? Hey, we have been. Think about it though. Like we've, we've maybe that's to, why there isn't. We've been to some neon parties. And where there's black lights and the the outfits just pop, they like they the, are, but but the semen just pops too. <laughs> well, you might not want to have a black light in the like, sin, in the in 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 the playroom. Yeah, maybe just limit it to that on the dance floor. So, but they need a black light, I think, in my opinion. Agreed. So let's talk sewage smell. Yeah, sewage smell. So so everybody who's been to Desire knows I'm talking there's about. Just there's just little pockets there's of pockets places around that the smell. Resort. You're walking around and you're like. Maybe that's and we then did it, it goes again. Away. Jinx, <laughs> double jinx. Uh, so yeah, it, you assume that they would take care of it if they could. I mean, they're they're definitely all about maintaining resort. They're constantly painting while we were there. They're building yeah. a, a field of solar panels where the tennis courts were. Yeah. Like, so that, so if you if you're one of the one you know if, you know if you're one of the ten people out there who play tennis when you go to Desire, because um, no because apparently like I'm not dogging on tennis. I don't play tennis. We're not good. We've tried to play tennis. We're not good, but I'm not dogging on tennis. I, I just know the resort has even said nobody goes out there and plays Yeah. Um, on the courts. So, so let's use the space for yeah, something so more economical. So they're putting in solar panels. I'm not sure what – I know that we got a message under our door saying that they're going to um, – I think they're going to try to heat all the water or at least you know the water yeah, heaters Yeah, they are. did a test of our water heaters on it But we you'll there. be walking around the resort, and thankfully it's not very often, but you get the, you know, the hint of the raw, the raw sewage smell. And then you walk through it and you're like, woo, and then, then you keep walking and it goes away. It's not constant. It's it's rare. So Yeah, that's the only thing where when you're there you're like, Ooh, I wish that they could um I I wish they would take care of this. But you like walk through a little pocket of smell and then you're then you're okay. It's not that it's it's not that bad. It's dealable. It is dealable, but it is surprising to me. I mean, it's dealable. It's not really a problem, but it is surprising that a resort can't fix that problem. Yeah. Can't. But I mean, it isn't. It isn't enough to be like, don't go there, or like, you know, or, um. Yeah. But I mean, doesn't it seem a little surprising to you that they? It just... is, and it's just a little gross. Yeah. Because it's just it's smelly. I mean, I, yeah. I mean, it's whatever. But I don't want to dawn on that for too long, because like we dawn mm-hmm. on that. Oh, I don't want to dawdle on it for too long. Well, well, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to dawdle on that. 
Goggle's the right word too. No, though. no, I just wanted to mention. So that's like it's like, and again, they do great there. They in terms of keeping the, the resort, the maintenance around the resort and everything is great. They oh, yeah. do a great job of cleaning the seaweed the up off the beach. The clean, the sea, everything. Um, yeah. But unfortunately, so you like I never really found a dirty spot other than the no, smell. No, and you can't no. even call that a dirty spot because you can't see it. Exactly, like, you just like sort of walk through it real quick and. And and it is not in any place where you're gonna linger. So you don't smell it by right. the beach bed. You don't smell it by the pool. Mm, it's in it's sort of pathways. It's sort of when you're walking buildings. exactly when as you're walking through the interior of the resort, as you're walking between some buildings, you get the whiff. And so you don't smell it at any of the restaurants. And so that's all great because if you could smell it at any of those, you don't smell it at the pool. Um, because so, because if you could, then the, you know that would be that yeah. would be a different that would be a different thing. That reminds me. So the grounds crew is always out taking care of the sidewalks and doing regular maintenance and taking care of the landscaping and all that. And we had talked about how awesome the staff is. And another piece that makes them so awesome awesome is that while they're about their work and whatnot and you walk by, they don't gawk. No, I had thought that too. You could be like, you so know hot. Like they don't look at you. They look you in the eye when they talk to you. They don't look down. They don't look to see if you're big or little. They don't look but, at your tits. They don't look at your giant. Like, like they don't care that you're naked at all. Like I had a conversation with one of the – the like scuba dive guys and i'm standing there completely naked he's fully dressed and never once did i think well this is uncomfortable <laughs> yeah yeah they're very professional they are they've been you know they, they they must go through great training because as a male it would be very hard not to because there's sexy women everywhere you look and mm-hmm. it, it would well be... then there and there's not so sexy women too i mean there's a there's a whole variety of people but most are sexy well that's true and that that's that's the great thing about desire is that it's the place to not to come and to not be judged. And so there's we, we all have, have our flaws. We all have and flaws cares. And, we, and you can go and you can you can there's definitely a million people who will say that, you know, I'm not comfortable being out in swimwear or a bikini in in everyday life, but I can, I can come to to desire and it's a safe environment and here I am, you know, I'm naked and there's gonna be no judgments and that's that that's true it's a it really is a place that you can go and be who you are Mm -hmm. and and we had a really great discussion about that on the life on the swing set podcast um oh the group the group yeah we had a great great discussion about that where where there are a number of the guests who are able to participate in the podcast who talk about it yeah so so even if you don't listen to that podcast routinely I, i would suggest that you check it out because there's some great if you're more curious about desire and then you want to know more other perspectives besides our own i would check out that podcast yeah exactly check out the i'm not I don't sure think that episode's posted they haven't yet. posted it yet but i'm sure they they've just today maybe today or yesterday posted the the regular life in the swing set episode that was recorded while we were there and we actually missed the recording of that life in the swing set live recording uh because we were up on the uh the hot tub beds fucking like you were saying. Indeed we were. That was a highlight um, of, of of being there. Like being out during the daytime, great weather. And so, just... so let's let's give the scenario. We had oh, talk- sorry. Be, be, so before we give the scenario, so we missed the regular Life on the Swing set podcast um, recording, but then they did a, a group discussion podcast chat, which has not been posted yet. And so definitely give that one a listen because it has, it's going to have, it has really good insights um, from various guests who are there various members of who are there with the life in the swing set group and we were there but we didn't really pipe you know we were more i threw in a joke or two yeah you you participated more than i did i was just sort of 
sitting back listening listening to every, what everybody had to say about the resort and so check out that podcast and you'll and we're on there just 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 briefly mu- briefly so check out that if you don't listen to life on the swing set um subscribe listen to the show and make sure to check out the the group the group discussion whatever yeah. they're going to call that episode so one of the highlights um one of the couples that had a room a couple doors down we were actually recording another episode for for this show yes spoiler we're gonna we recorded an episode of of the show with uh cooper from life on the swing set yeah so so it's swinging around the swing set we have a co-episode yep so while we were recording that a couple of couples popped their heads out and we're kind of listening and and after the show they let us know that this was i think on wednesday wednesday evening they said every night at one or every day at one p.m., we're doing a group orgy. We're just gonna have it. I guess by nature of being an orgy, it's a group. <laughs> uh, redundancy. Anyway, we're having an orgy. No, no, there's, no. There's gonna be multiple groups of orgies. Yes, <laughs> there shall be orgies. No, I was just I was making a joke. Like I know. five or six, like three groups of six people. No interaction between the three groups. <laughs> Isn't an orgy and an orgy in and of itself still an orgy? Like one orgy plus one orgy still equals one orgy? If there's no interaction between, if it's two distinct groups of people, even, I suppose you're even right. if they're in the same vicinity. Anyway, so, so they told us about this orgy that was going to be happening the next day. And we were like, ooh, orgy. So one o'clock comes around and we're like, well, we don't want to be right on time we want to be casually late to this orgy we want to walk in yeah after maybe after the awkward all right let's get on the bed and fuck has already like those conversations have been had and it's been started so we we make our way up to the bed it's gorgeous it's 80 degrees it's sunny you know little wispy clouds in the sky we make our way up there music's playing we look around no one is there there is no orgy crickets chirping Crickets chirping. There's a few towels on one of the beds to indicate that maybe somebody had been there at one point, but certainly not orgy-rific. And so we looked at it, and we're like, you know what? We're going to fuck anyway. And we did. We were in the right mood. There, we were ready to go. Right there, middle of the day, blue sky, sun is shining, you banging away. And right as we finish, some people came upstairs, and we're like, huh, we were looking for the orgy, too. <laughs> yeah, just as right as we were finishing. And so that was a highlight. Um of of some of of some of the sex we've had there, um, we're gonna talk you know more about you know the playroom and and, and stuff. But that daytime sex because you don't you don't get to have daytime sex just out in the sun very often. You know, yeah, it was really nice. It was kind of liberating because I think for me too, it was this the the contrast of the bright blue sky, the bright green trees, the bright white clouds. Like the colors were, I felt like out of a Technicolor hd movie exactly and like that you know they had the you have the wispy um um sheets from the from the beds you know the hanging you know the hanging the the sheet across the top and two on the sides that were kind of billowing in the wind just a really really sexy environment and you know a lot of times you know we've had plenty of outdoor public sex and daytime sex but it's always you know sneaking or or you know Mm -hmm. or like quick 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 like just just to have it just to say hey we had sex here yeah and this was allowed and we could be in any position we wanted on the bed and take our time with one another it was just and, yeah, and we're was, exhibition anyway, was, so it was on, so it if was anybody on watched. a bed, like who gets to have sex outside on a bed? Like if you have sex outside, it's probably not on a bed. No. Um. So that In was the grass or something. that was incredibly hot, even though it, it was just us. It was really, really hot, and it's, yeah, and it was funny. Like we finish up, and then some people come up, and it's like, oh, we're we're we were looking for the orgy too. Um. So that was a highlight. Yeah. So other sex we had. We had a excellent uh 
we had a full swap in the playroom. Yeah, and that was kind of hot because it was a couple we'd met earlier in the day. We'd met the well, husband a couple of times. Of, they were one of the couples who I said it was like Wednesday, and they were a couple who we had said we had we had, we had we had actually met the husband earlier. Yeah, but um, we'd never met the wife. We never met the wife, and then we met the wife, and she described her husband, and we still didn't put two and two together for a while. And 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 then you and the wife were really clicking. Me and the husband were getting along. You're making out with the wife. She's got her leg up, wrapped around, wrapped around oh, you hot, on hot the dance, dance floor. floor dancing, that's for and sure. then I hear her whisper, "Let's go to the playroom." And I was like, "Oh, oh, somebody's into the deepin. <laughs> Somebody wants my husband. Let's go do it." <laughs> it was hot. She was like, she wanted you hardcore. So that was that was awesome. We the full swap in the playroom, and mm-hmm. then. And we had sex in the playroom a couple other times. We had sex just, just, just you us and I. in the playroom, which was hot. And the last night, our sex was so good, and my, my skirt was so tight that I just didn't put my clothes back on after. So we had sex, and then I just walked out in my thong and t-shirt. It was <laughs> so I was like, hot, I am though. not getting it trust was, again. It was so fucking hot. Um, another, so other highlights. Um, well, well, we had a lot of sex in our room too. Like, oh yeah, we had all a... times of the day and night. We had a lot of sex in our room. This is such a charged up atmosphere. We do a lot of dancing, and be four o'clock in the morning. We'd been dancing up on other people. We were both sweaty, kind of gross, and we would just mm-hmm. rub up on one another all over the place. Some sweaty, sweaty, hot sex. We had some delicious anal in the in the. In, delicious is probably an awkward, awkward, is an awkward, awkward word. adjective. Some, yeah, some, that is not a good word to use. <laughs> I was just trying to just, it was just delicious off. anal. <laughs> no, I, um, I mean, I don't mind. You, uh, and then if you said delicious rim job, <laughs> I don't mind giving you the rim job. I, no, I know, but you wouldn't classify it as delicious. No, but we didn't. Act, so we had we had great anal in the in in the hotel room. Um, I actually had a different experience that was um, new. I had never eaten out a pussy that had a that had right. a pussy ring that had a i don't know what girls a pussy ring uh i don't know clit, Pier, well, pierce clit? clit ring you know clit ring is off was it a hoop or was it a bar it was a sort of a bar it was it yeah was, it was uh so it's just a pierced clit it's not really a ring because it wasn't a hoop yeah it, it wasn't a hoop so that was that was fun that was different um and so then you know you have to i keep telling myself like don't play with the ring too much like i could tell she was enjoying when the ring was being played with but don't play with it too much so then you don't want to like um sort of sort of like you, you don't want to focus on something new exactly but and then also you know, i mean she was in you could tell like i knew she was enjoying the ring but then obviously she, i mean and you have it for a reason so clearly it, you obviously know, she wants to be played with yeah and i gotta say so when i was getting ready to go down she's like just let you know i have a ring and like it didn't like stop me in my tracks for even one one moment because i was like ooh, something new something, something, new. something yeah. fun so that was cool and it's, it's funny because only recently, like within the, you've had your ear pierced, uh, the upper portion. What do you call mm, that? Cartilage. So the cartilage, um, the upper portion of the ear pierced. As long as I've known you, yeah, but, I got it when I was sixteen. But only just recently have has have, have I played with it, and you're like, ooh, nobody's ever played with that. And then you well, like, it, it used to be really sore, and now it's kind of just dead. So, <laughs> like, it doesn't hurt anymore. But it, it used to be really, really sensitive, where you couldn't really move it around much or it hurt but now you can like tug on the thing and i don't care so, so then that makes a difference just a little just a little while ago and it wasn't even because i knew that it's like 
become um mm-hmm. in, be, become desensitized that I was like just playing. Yeah, with, you just with, never thought with, about playing with my with tongue, it. but I just did that just recently, and so I, I like a, it too. I, yeah, you that you learned you really liked it, so that was that was that's been part of that's been folded into part of the repertoire. Mm-hmm. But um, so playing with a playing with a clit ring uh, was was new, and that was cool, and that was fun. Yeah. Um. So what do you think were so I guess and we had other opportunities or or. There's a lot of making out. Like, I can't even tell you the number of guys that I made out with. And there's one or two penises that I, you know, kind of kind of bobbed a little bit on, too. That was fun. But there's a lot of making out, particularly in the hot tub. Kind of like, who, who who's a good kisser? Who might we want to play with later? And there's there's quite a bit of petting and, and that kind of thing. It was really fun. Like, it's it's just fun to kiss people. Like, I, mm-hmm. and you're, you're a kisser, too. Like, we, I just had fun with that. And there were... were various opportunities but one of the things for us is that we play together like we like to stay together Mm -hmm. and play together and unless you're in an orgy situation where i'm playing with one person from one couple and you're playing with another person from a different couple for the most part for us to play together and be same room we need to play with a full couple with Mm -hmm. another full couple and sometimes that's hard because it's like dating where you both got to match up Mm -hmm. so we we had a few different opportunities where maybe you fit with one and i didn't fit with another or vice versa yes where yeah where there was multiple occasions where i i exactly i was clicking with the girl or the the female in this couple and you were more with the guy and so that was just sort of unfortunate because we could have had probably even more play sessions if they're um yeah if we did separate room we could have been fucking a different person every night but that's not why we go like we don't go just to have sex with other people so we go to to connect with one another so so we've already talked about some highlights but what are some of the regrets not or regrets and then or and or slash what you want to do next time or like potential the the trip potential for next time I don't think I have any regrets. I know one, but not a regret per se, because a regret means that, that you know you. I feel ate bad. a lot of food, <laughs> and and I remember a couple of nights being like, "Man, how much meat did I eat?" Like, <laughs> literally, <laughs> Ooh, that could go a different way. <laughs> literally, no. I was you the last day we were there. You like asked me about you're like, "How do you feel about a gangbanger?" Like this would be like the perfect place to do a gangbang. So that's what I mean in terms of like well that's something i want to do next time that's what but I'm saying. Like, i don't regret not, not doing it this time I, I guess like in the show notes i put like regrets slash next time like something like so next time if you're comfortable with it and if if the people are there and ready and willing i'd like to do a gangbang we could have set one up this time no problem i think there was at least four men that we could have set up that were like ready and willing and wanted to, to like fuck me probably more than that if we want how many guys would you what would you want at a like what's the minimum number three and I think the maximum might be five. We probably could have easily had seven. I'm just thinking of the guys off the top of my head who at one point in time were like, ooh. Yeah, yeah. I I mean, I think we should definitely do that. I, I, think, I think that would be a really hot scenario. But I think, I think I'd want to start with three and maybe have a fourth in, in tow. I wouldn't want to have too many set up because then, like, like let's say I did three and, and the giant was kind of tired or whatever. I wouldn't want to disappoint, but, you know, like – I. Part of me would be like, well, they're here and they're waiting. And another part of me would be like, well, I'm done. You know, like, like, and I come a lot. And then once I get to the point, like, there get, comes to be a point where my pussy shuts down and is like, okay, no more. So, is so it a, I'd so want to be a... careful to not have that happen. So it might be where, like, you know, the guy, if, I don't know if I'd want every guy to go, like, like full session. 
mm-hmm. it might be like half sessions or whatever with each of the three. I don't know. I'd have to think about the logistics. So is is it a regret for this time or no. just a just a Mm-mm. just a purely next time? Like we didn't do it this time, but next time. No, it was a purely next time, and I wouldn't even call it a missed opportunity because you and I hadn't talked about it or mm-hmm. even thought about it until like the last night when I was like, you know, we could have done that. Mm-hmm. But we didn't talk about it, so we really couldn't have done it because it wasn't on our radar. And I almost feel like you need to, like, it would need to be something that, like, I mean, maybe not. Maybe it could just be more spontaneous. But I also feel like it almost could need to be something that, like, you know, next time you're like, okay, this is something that, like, is a possibility here. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know if you would have been, like, even ready for, like, probably not. If it would have just been, like, no, yeah. probably not. But I think that the. Just the atmosphere and knowing, like, being here, I'm here all week with, with this group of people, and these guys are hot and sexy, and so then you can, like, form some relationships or get to know people, and then it's like, okay, you know, later in the week, like, okay, I've I've known that I've wanted to do this gangbang, like, all year, all, like, you know, mm-hmm. since the last time we were here, and so then it would probably work out better for next time. So, did you have any regrets or things for next time, other than going to Pearl for a couple of days? Well, in terms of, like, no, not... Not regrets in terms of um in, in in terms of playing no no I think I mean I mean I guess like a reverse like like a reverse uh gangbang which is so like, you'd like to fuck multiple women yeah like there there is not a good term for like the reverse gangbang I don't I mean I guess like is it still just a gangbang I don't know I don't think so so you just want to like line up a woman bang her next one on the bed bang her next one on the bed no bang I'd rather her. have them come to me. <laughs> so like they ride you i guess well i mean i I guess i can fuck them but like you know like i i in my fantasy they're not like lined up they're not like i mean just like in i mean maybe in the gangbang fantasy are they like lined up like you can look over and like there's the guy i'm doing well when i watch the porn they usually tend to be standing around jerking jerking it (laughs) watching and then one finishes and the next one kind of comes around but so so one thing that kind of goes with that that i don't regret is that we partied hard every other night that's true. We didn't party we hard didn't. every night. And Some people go and they're like literally balls to the wall out until 4 a.m. Three, four, five, six nights in a row. Which to be, which to, or seven, I mean and seven. They, yeah. But to be honest. And for some people that's fine, but that's not our style. That's not our style. And and the reason is, is I, I treat this as a true vacation where like I can get some relax, like mm-hmm. be relaxed, be relaxed. And so like for us, we went, we would go hard one night and then we would relax the next night and... And we tried to kind of plan it around the themes that we were more excited about. Like, we knew that we wanted to do the neon theme. Exactly. And the night and before you, was the circus theme. You had a and sexy so we, for the, for the we opted theme. Yeah. To, to, to stay in on the circus theme and go out on the. I mean, now stay in, we're still out until, you know, maybe 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock, but we're not staying out till 1, 2 in the morning. Yeah, because. Thing. We wanted to, which, I mean, there's probably people who are listening going, what? You would go to you're bed. You're on vacation you'd, and you're doing that? Yeah, you'd go to bed earlier. But for me... And that's not necessarily go to bed, but that's like we were in our well, room yeah, we were in talking, the hotel room. relaxing. Well, yeah, it's watching movies. Um, and for us, I wanted to... I treat I treated this vacation as an, a true, like, unwind vacation as well as, like, a, a party vacation. It was kind of... It's kind of both. And, if, and if, we were there to reconnect with one another, too. If we were to go balls to the wall every single night... Which there's nothing wrong. I'm not like opposed. I'm not saying don't do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but your, know yourself. Your, but your daytime, you'd be sleeping in much you'd later. You'd be sleeping in much later. So you're and missing so out on the weather we in the really daytime. En- we really enjoyed, you know, getting up and laying on the beach bed, which we haven't even talked about the beach beds really. So we need to talk about that. But you'd miss out on that, or else you'd just miss out on sleep. And so part of me, like the idea of going on a vacation where 
I can't leave the vacation also feeling rested. Yeah. That is... When you go home exhausted. That's it's... unappealing to me. As much as we love to party and get out and dance, doing it every single night, you would need mm-hmm. a vacation from your vacation. Right. Now, um, if we were only going for four nights, we'd do it every night. Oh, yeah. I think we'd struggle through the first night if we were <laughs> traveling that night. But the other three, like, we'd, we'd be out and about. And then what we'd probably do is be napping on the beach bed during the day instead of reading like we've been doing or swimming in the in the ocean but um that's that's just our style too um yeah and and other people work differently and i think another thing is too you're doing so much mingling you feel like you got to be on all the time ready to flirt ready to to bang out those questions you know and be sexy and be be, be vivacious have have good banter yes and that actually interesting that that actually less so for you but still for you but for me as well like towards the end of the week um like the last day we were there really and i had no problem with this um and i don't think he did either but we really sort of just made it about us and like we're had like connected yeah. that night and like all throughout the day i mean that was the day that we went to playa del carmen and then yeah well, and then um we and felt then... no obligation to even though we made friends we felt we felt no obligation to go out and talk to them like like we're gonna be hermits and just be with each other. We're gonna do it. Yeah, day seven. Day seven was kind of just that. about us. We, I mean, we had some of the best. Um, like that was probably out of, out of the playroom sex. Out of the the you know the full swap we had in the playroom. The play like we had multiple playroom sessions throughout the week. The in terms of just the playroom, the the last night where it was just us right by the the door where you walk into the playroom. That was mm-hmm. probably my favorite. It was hot favorite playroom sex that's why and, i didn't put my pants back on and that was just us and so so that's sort of how we do desire we go and we have a great time we meet a lot of sexy people but it's also we're going there as a married couple who want to connect with each other as well mm-hmm. um and and you're gonna meet all kinds of, you meet all kinds of people you you meet people who want to fuck and full swap every night and be out mm-hmm. all and night full swap every... during the day too and have their daytime orgies. well that's true that's true that they met that they said it was at one o'clock and yeah. they and it wasn't going on. I mean, you get people who literally <laughs> set up sex dates. Like you say, "Hey, where's so and so? Have you seen them? Oh, they have a thing." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so I, so I, so I guess we we're still talking about. So that that led that was part of the regrets discussion. So yeah, that was part of the the regrets slash what do we want to do next time? And it doesn't just because we want to do it next time doesn't mean that it was a regret yeah. for this time. Just like the gangbang for you, and I and, guess I, mm-hmm. I guess uh you know the the male gangbang, yeah. but I. Um, one thing that I thought would have been a perfect opportunity, um, which I, I don't really regret it because it didn't come up in terms of like a missed opportunity or, mm-hmm. or whatever, but we, um, we had talked about potentially trying out, um, a separate room if that would have worked out. Mm-hmm. Um, but it didn't. And I, and I, and I don't even regret it, but it's like, that's, I still don't think I'm ready for it. So, well, we had talked about it. We talked about it being a location where we could try it. Where we could try it. And, but and I'm it, not ready to try it. Well, yet, I guess all so. I'm pointing out is we just is we didn't do it. Um, no. And I don't think a, I would have wanted to. So. Well, no, I, we, we we weren't ready to do it, but that is a good place to if you've never done a um if you've never done a, a separate room and have even thought about doing it mm-hmm. or want to because you know everybody has a room and Yeah, and it's a pretty safe environment. It's a safe too, environment so. and so that's that's something for next time. What about any any non-sex um, next times that you want to do? You keep encouraging me to get a to get a massage, 
I'm still not convinced that I want to do a massage, but I would like to do a Claudia massage. And we oh, talk we about that in in an episode coming up where we're where we're with Cooper. So I don't want to get into what what a Claudia massage is versus a couple's massage. Yeah, because so we spend was, a lot of time talking about that in the upcoming episode. Well, we'll just say this. So the resort is it's it's Desire Resort and Spa. So they have a you know they have a um. A building where they it's the massage building or whatever you want to call it where they they also have yeah it's a spa where they have the gym as well and they have saunas and so um we had talked about getting the um they do couples massages there and we had talked about getting a couples massage but we actually heard what happened what goes on with the couples massage we actually opted not to spend the money on the couples massage and i actually ended up just getting a regular um, relaxation massage which was awesome i've never had a massage before and i don't really feel like i'm gonna do them here mm-hmm. but i can almost guarantee every single time we go to desire i'll get a which relaxation is funny massage. because i think you should just pay the money and do it here too if you enjoy it every now and then yeah, tense. I treat it like a treat. and it's cheaper here i don't i treat it like like sort of a um it's it's a vacation treat or i think mm-hmm. my mindset is that it's like, it's like a vacation treat like just i like, might have to get you a massage as a gift mm, i don't I like it. I don't know. There's something about being in desire. You just walk down from your room. You walk. It's right there. It's right in the environment. Versus here at home, you got to drive to the place. And, like, it just isn't – it's, like, certain things that are fun to do on vacation, but you don't even – it isn't mm-hmm. that I wouldn't like it here at home, but it's kind of like it's a vacation thing to do. Yeah. Um, so for for the descriptions of the different types of massages, then, yeah. and then um, check out the episode that we're going to po- – um, that's actually not going to post for a little bit, but where we talk with Cooper about various massages and, and the couple's massage at Desire versus there's this individual, Claudia, who does massages, couple's massages off-site. And so that's a it's an interesting discussion. So check that check out that discussion in that episode. So what else do we have to talk about? The, other th- the, the one thing that I wanted to mention is your thoughts on – we met multiple couples who – Flew in the night before mm-hmm. and stayed at a cheaper or um, just hotel, a regular hotel, just a just regular hotel in Cancun. Yeah. That way they could get a taxi ride and get to Desire first thing in the morning. Versus us, we didn't get to Desire late. We got to, to Desire got maybe, there about one thirty, maybe two o'clock, o'clock in the afternoon, yeah. I think. But it was, but I mean, we left Michigan at um, like five forty-five in the morning to get to the airport. So it was a long day, and when we didn't even end up getting to Desire until you know, um, afternoon. And so what are your thoughts about flying in the night before staying at a hotel? That way you can get to desire first thing and have an entire full, full day. So if going to the clubs and the nightlife is really important to you, then I think it's worthwhile to do that. Especially if you have a limited number of nights at desire or the theme night that's happening the day after you arrive is something that you're really excited about or something you really want to do. Then yeah, I say it's worth it because I think it's, difficult for it was difficult for us and a number of couples that we talked to that first night a lot of people like because you're traveling because you're up so early I mean you're literally pushing a 24-hour day without sleep it's it's hard to do the nightlife on the day that you arrive so if it's important to you to to really experience the nightlife every night then yeah I actually think it is a great idea to to fly in not have to worry about it relax at a hotel and then have your first full day at desire bright-eyed bushy-tailed ready to go and you can do the whole day for us, we were okay, like, having the full day on the beach and then part of the evening and maybe turning in a little bit earlier than, than we would on a party day. We were okay with that. But 
some people really want to, you know, you're paying for the full experience, and if that's part of the full experience, then then it might be worthwhile to to do that. So yeah, I was fine. It was interesting. I hadn't even considered um, flying in. And yeah, staying, I hadn't thought about in, it either. Seeing Cancun the night before, that way you can get to Desire for a full day. I hadn't even thought about that. I was for the most part, I was fine doing what we yeah, me doing too. what we did. I mean, it. On the one hand, it, it is nice to get there um, and then just be able to get your desire in the morning and then be able to be refreshed, you know, um, mm-hmm. just sleep in in your hotel and then wake up and get your taxi ride over to the over to, to desire. But part of it also to me feels like a little bit of a hassle to us. Like, oh, we are, we got to like fly into Cancun and then go to like this other hotel and then in the morning we have to go to over to desire. It's really not that much of a hassle, but I was I was fine doing it the way we did it. I just wanted to see, like... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't regret the way that we did it, but I, I absolutely can see the case for why people would do it the other way. But And I and I also wanted to bring it up just because we hadn't heard about the idea of doing that, so I just wanted to put that out there, that, hey, if you want to get a full day in, and, you know, you're booked for seven nights at Desire, you know, you, you could fly in, you, you could even catch, not not a red-eye, but you, you, mm-hmm. you could catch an evening flight in to, to Cancun, get there in the evening. Yeah. Go over to your hotel and then and then just relax go and to then sleep. relax go to sleep and wake up and go to desire in the morning so that's that's yeah. definitely something to something to think about so one thing that we haven't talked about is the fact that we did a scuba diving trip we did we did i knew from the last time we were there that i wanted to do a scuba diving trip because i like the first time we were there in 2012 we learned that they do they'll take you from the resort to go on just a mini day trip not not even a day trip just a few hours to go out scuba diving and I wanted to do that the last time, but you were nervous about going scuba diving, and so we didn't end up doing it. I didn't do it by myself, and you just were a little nervous about scuba diving. But I mm-hmm. said I had declared, with ever since I well maybe not from when I booked this trip, but for the last few months, yeah. I, I said we're we're going scuba diving. And and they told you before it's couples, you mm-hmm. go as couples, and mm-hmm. so I've had all this time to think about it and be like, okay, I'm going scuba diving. Just get over it. You're going scuba diving. Get over it. You're going scuba diving. And so by the time we got there and we talked to the guys and, and then they gave us this little scuba book to, to read if we wanted to look into it a little bit more before the, the morning class the next day, I was pretty excited and, and ready to go. So like I, I got myself psyched for it. And then we did a little half an hour session in the pool where um, they teach you just enough to be able to get by. So they, they make sure that you're comfortable with the regulator they teach you the emergency uh, processes that if you lose your regulator, how to grab a regulator from one of the people that's nearby, um, how to start using someone else's regulator, how to find your own regulator and put it back in your mouth, mm-hmm. um, how to check how much air you have. Uh, they show you the depth gauge, although you don't really go any deeper than 30 feet, so it's not a big deal to, to have to check that. Mm-hmm. Um they oh, they teach you how to put on your weight belt if it falls off. Did, all the hand signals. Say, did did you already say that I miss it that they do this in they the do desire. this all in the pool. They do this yeah. in the desire pool, yep. which I will say is simultaneously nice because you don't have to leave to go anywhere. But also, there isn't. It's a little awkward because nothing, everybody's watching. There's nothing. Well, yeah, there, every, 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 everybody's watching, and there's nothing sexy about scuba wear. No. <laughs> so this is so we're doing this on 
Sunday. But it's a safe environment. Like, that's where you need to do we're it. We're doing this Sunday morning, right? Yeah. Was yeah, Sunday I mean, there wasn't had... a ton of people, and it's in the morning. We were doing it at, like, 9.30 oh, in the, the morning, ta- so. By the, time, by the time you actually start doing the training, Mexican time, you know, everything starts starts <laughs> late. The pool was pretty full by the time we were finished but off with scuba training. But it still wasn't, like, sexy time. No, it was still, no, no. like, it was still... hungover from the night before time. But so. it, was, it was a little awkward, but yeah. a little tiny bit. Not enough. I still suggest doing it. If yeah. you've ever wanted oh, to... Oh, yeah. Scuba... It's well worth it. Who cares if you're in the pool and you're oh yeah scuba if gear. you've ever wanted to scuba dive do it i mean and you're in the pool it's not like you're walking around the edge of the pool like yeah so so they teach you enough to to be able to feel comfortable with with breathing through the regulator and feel safe and you're always with the master diver the whole time then they they take you out you know they give you your flipper and your mask and your your unflattering wetsuit and they take you out of this boat you drive about 10 minutes um i guess it would be east almost east and a little south from where we're at and there's a reef it's the porto morales reef it's a protected reef and you go down and and scuba and so i think you're underwater maybe an hour or so hour and a half Mm -hmm. total and uh they do two dives so first they kind of dive and you stick around the boat and there's some there's some coral formations that are right around the boat that you can you can see and it was pretty awesome and then you come back up and make sure everybody's okay and comfortable. And then you dive deep, a little bit deeper. And this time we actually swam further from the boat and we swung. We swung. We, <laughs> we did do some swinging. We, we swam um, in between and around a lot more formations with a lot more fish to see. And it was, it was really cool. And it was definitely better than any snorkeling we'd ever done. So for me, it was it was well worth the, the cost of it. Yeah, and, the scuba diving was... And it was, broke up the day a little bit too. The scuba diving was definitely... Uh, uh, a not once in a lifetime experience, but I guarantee you that that's only something that I'll do in my lifetime. Handful Maybe of times. a few, t- you know, a few yeah. more times. Yeah, we won't be certified. So no, no, like we, it's, we're not going to get so certification. It isn't once in a lifetime, but it's only a handful of times in a lifetime where I'll go scuba diving. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was an excellent experience. So I highly recommend if you've ever thought about going scuba diving, just do it there. It's um, it's it's relative. It's not that expensive, and they get you trained in the pool. I mean, we started we started doing the training probably. Close to ten o'clock. Yeah, and we were finished and back from the reef by one thirty or so. Yeah, yeah, probably yeah. about one thirty. And yeah. so, so it's a, maybe a four or five hour chug your day. It's not the whole day. No, no, and it 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 was really fun. So, I wanted to talk about um, swinging wear, classy versus not at dinner. Yeah. I'm a classy, classy girl. So there was, so there was the, the debate we were having the whole time. Which, first of all, let me put out: Desire is it is a non-judgmental place, and mm-hmm. so, um, we're so what we're talking about. Well, what, why don't you describe what we're talking about? So, you have to wear clothing in the restaurants, but clothing is a loose term, and it just means there's something covering, mostly something covering your private parts, but the upper half of you can be hit or miss as far as how how much you're covering and how much I mean, you're not. it can be see-through yeah um, yeah and mm-hmm. so so a lot of swinger wear for women tends to be kind of like meshy type outfits where you can have real thin mesh or you can have real real open mesh that's very stringy where you see a lot of skin and usually all the nips and, and that kind of thing and and those dresses are sexy don't get me wrong but for me, I prefer not to wear that kind of clothing in in dinner. I prefer to be a little bit more covered up at dinner, and and covered up still means sexy and tight and, and cleavage and all that. But I don't. I like to show less skin at dinner, and then save that for the more 
uh, evening dancing club type environment. I, I like my dinner to be a little bit more relaxing and well, we we sort of a different type of sexy. The, the terms we were using, which while we we're there, was sort of classy versus not sort of the traditional yeah female swinger wear yeah which you would wear to the club um dancing or whatnot Mm -hmm. versus just classier wear and um just just what the preference was and and some women like to dress that way and that's what makes them feel sexy for me i wouldn't feel that feel sexy at dinner i'd feel sexy when we're dancing and stuff but that's not how i want to be when i'm eating dinner yeah i like we were we both sort of agreed that it's we preferred sort of the the classier look to the to the more sexy slinky look at dinner mm-hmm. but um not to be too too judgy because just because it's our preference like that's yeah and that's for, the, for some people the whole trip is their fantasy that's the cool, yes exactly and they want to wear what they want to wear what they can't wear in a regular restaurant at every single meal so and yeah that's, that's what's because awesome because they can and so like more power to you for doing it that's, that's not something i want to do but yes that's the awesome i love thing that about, you can that's the awesome thing about desire is it's like you know, you you can have discussions about oh, would I wear that here now? You know, for dinner, or you know, would I do that, or is that something that like I would I like or prefer? Yeah, you have choice. You and but that doesn't matter because what matters is them. Like for the for you, like it is a fantasy week. Like it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks. Like like it doesn't matter if we might think like oh, well, that's not quite what we would want, what we would choose to wear to dinner. But it's awesome. There's a place where you can go and be yourself, and that is what you want to wear, mm-hmm. and that is how you wanna that you can just express yourself. Yeah. Um. It's not my style, but I love that it's a style that you're allowed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So tips for going to to, to desire. There's a few tips that I wanted to highlight. Yes. Bring cash and bring more cash than you think you're gonna need. Yeah, because we because brought... if you then decide to do like a day trip. You've got it with you. You don't have to pay the yeah. ATM expenses. Exactly. Bring more cash than you need. I mean, nobody wants to travel with, you know, huge amounts of cash in case something were to yeah. happen or go wrong. But, but the problem is, is we were, we as we mentioned earlier, we weren't expect like, we brought cash to tip the wait to tip mm-hmm. the staff. And we knew we'd scuba, so we, we had money lined up and, for that as we well. we were going to scuba, but we didn't plan on quite how expensive the sunscreen was. And just yep. like, and just, we bought a couple of beers at the airport while we were waiting for our transportation. So just these little things added up where you're like, towards like at the end of the day, you're like, ooh, I don't have quite as much cash as I'd like for whatever it is. So bring bring cash and bring yeah. a little bit more than you Because it's easy to slip into the trap of, I'm in an all-inclusive. I've already paid for everything. What can I need cash for? At a minimum, at a minimum you want to tip your wait staff. And, and, and you can do that um, in American dollars. They accept American. You don't mm-hmm. have to do it in... in, in uh, pesos so you don't have to worry about like exchanging your your money it's best to exchange your money i think if you're going into town but if you're just staying in the resort uh u.s dollars is fine so then the other thing is to make sure and this is something that like you hear all the time but we just didn't do it and 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 it actually caused a problem for us but to make sure to call your bank and credit card companies ahead of time to let them know hey Mm -hmm. i'm leaving the country so that way if there's a a charge that comes from outside yep. the country. They don't lock down your credit card yeah. thinking it's fraud or something. Your card got locked down. That actually happened to Mine us. Mine didn't. Um, bring, if you're like us and you like to watch your own content when you travel places, you know, be at any hotel. Whenever we go mm-hmm. somewhere, we always load up um, shows we want to watch or content onto our tablets or whatever. And so for us, 
one of the crucial have to bring items on any vacation is an HDMI cord to be able to connect yeah. to connect our our tablets or whatnot to the to the in room TVs, and we actually utilize that quite a bit. So yep. an HDMI cord is 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 an essential. Something else too is if you want to be able to be in contact with relatives, there's there's a lot of questions in different ways. You know, how do we go about making calls out from Mexico to the U.S.? Some people buy a burner phone. Some people make buy a, buy a world phone with a SIM card or or change yeah, their they, they swap change off their, their SIM card. Yep, or change their their cell phone plan to be international. What worked for us that I think is probably the least expensive well, route, the cheapest, is to set up a Skype account and then calls to the United States from anywhere are like one point two cents a minute. Because yeah, we're was... calling to the United States and it's through the internet, so so it's incredibly cheap. I think the minimum airtime that we had to buy was four ninety nine, but then after that, um, we were able to make various phone calls. We had we had several calls to make because we had this credit card issue, and and uh, you know we we made several calls home and and all kinds of things, and it it worked out well. Um, the voice was great; it wasn't staticky. Yeah, the, used... the internet connection at, at Desire is fantastic. Yes, the Wi Fi and it's free. The Wi-Fi... at least where we were at, it yeah, was always the good. R- Riviera Maya is free. The from what I read online, Pearl Desire Pearl, their Wi Fi is not free. Um, that might have changed. I know when they opened, that was a big complaint online: is that hey, my my R- Riviera is free. For the internet, why is why is Pearl charging? But um, but the, the Wi-Fi at uh, Desire RM is great. Um, it it there wasn't a spot where we were around the resort where mm-hmm. I where, where there wasn't coverage. Right. Um. So yeah. So for the Wi-Fi is great, and for calling home, use uh use Skype or check that out as an option. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have depending on your plan, like Verizon doesn't. I mean, we're on Verizon. I mean, and, and it also depends on what carrier you use because AT&T they AT&T uses sim cards for mm-hmm. for their phones so then you can get an international you can just get an international sim card and swap that out and I actually know I don't know a ton about that entire process but I know you can do that but for for Verizon Verizon is operates just differently in terms mm-hmm. of their cellular network and um they don't and so you can't just it, it it isn't that simple and so yeah so skype worked well for us yeah, skype worked we, really we well. bought an international calling card and and didn't realize it needed to be activated in the u.s first and so that was essentially a waste but but skype came to the rescue so then the other thing i wanted to mention is the swim up bar yeah that's it's newly pool. built at the pool newly built. it's so, awesome i loved it yeah yeah i agree They're i'm so, glad they put it in so at the main pool they built a summit bar versus it used to just have a shallow area of the pool and mm-hmm. they, and, and then the bar was maybe six feet away so you'd have to get out yeah you have to get out and so now they've they've modified the pool so that the shallow area of the pool is now where the summit bar is and it's great to be able to be in the yeah. pool and just to get a drink just um sort of the the um the hot tub it has a similar, um, you know, sw- mm-hmm. swim up to the bar and get that, but the, but the, it's it's nice for the main pool to have that. I know yeah, we online quite a bit. Online, there was a big concern about the bar blocking the view from the restaurant to the pool to be able to, because what people like to do is you know sit at the restaurant and eat their lunch and watch the activities or just watch the pool area. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there was a concern online that. Oh, now the now the swim up bar is gonna block the pool uh, area. There was a small section that was blocked, but I'd say the majority of the of the restaurant you could still see through to the pool without a problem. Yeah, exactly. And we always sat where you could see the pool anyway, just our preference, um, for, for where we sat. Always it was sort of in a more of an area that got some sun too. Mm-hmm. Um 
um, back towards the back towards the main restaurants. Yeah. So anything else that we wanna that we wanna mention about? Oh, we, we the do... phone party. Oh, the phone party. Um, Tuesdays are usually the phone party day, and we've heard various things about the phone party. When we were there this time, they set up the phone machine outside the pool the main pool area and so the foam was spilling into the pool yeah and so, it was a great time so let's, and let's, we do talk about that some in our next like, episode yeah, too we need so to, i don't know how much we should want to um, i just want to mention that it was awesome although, it's funny because this episode is going to post before that episode posts. yeah we'll talk about it in more detail in that <laughs> yeah, in the I later think we episode do describe, but... we, we, we talk about it more in the other episode for sure but at least let's paint the picture of what a foam like what like when you say imagine there's a foam you're party, like what in, is it so there's this giant machine that creates suds that spill out onto the top of the pool and float on top of the pool to the point where they're about three feet tall on top of the pool covering a big section of the pool and you just walk through them and throw them in the air and have fun and yeah, the play party, around in it and in a, some cases it's overwhelming and essentially it's, it's just fun it's like being in a big washing machine maybe. yeah a big know. washing machine or an adult bubble bath yeah I, um essentially and it's it's definitely a different experience and so check out um the episode that we're going to post um, a couple episodes from now with our with with our talk with Cooper because we talked more about it. But they had the foam party at other locations around the resort, which just don't make any sense to me. Like yeah. in my mind, it's like, like their liability waiting to happen. Seeing it done at the pool, it's like the obvious place to do a yep. foam party. Like it doesn't even make sense to me. I mean, the hot tub maybe because it's still, yeah. It's sort but of but even a, then you can't the, fit as many it's sort people of just in the a hot small tub. Pool, but I mean, so check out check out that talk um later it's 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 weird referencing a podcast we've already done but, that hasn't but we been know that's yet. not gonna post it's until later feature. you know what we haven't talked about what is the we've is, talked about a lot so we haven't talked it's about hard the, to imagine. we haven't talked about the beach beds in terms of we talk about them a lot in number eight because we love the beach beds we do we are definitely there's there's pool people and there's beach bed people and we're and beach bed we people. are beach bed people. The beach beds are more serene and peaceful and quiet. And yeah, the ocean out there. And the beach and... beds or the pool beds are near the music, so they're louder. They're closer to the the actual atmosphere of the resort, and so there there's just more going on. And I think it would be more difficult to relax and to read. I think yeah, more it would be. And stuff. You'd be you you do a lot more people watching. You spend a lot of your time. Yep. You you'd, you'd be relaxed. You'd be laying on the pool on the on the bed. Yeah. But you do a lot more people watching. Well, versus... there's there's not a lot of beds around the pool. It's mostly lounge chairs. Well, lounge. There are some beds, but yeah, lounge chairs. At the at the beach bed, we're able to just to go out there, have the have the the beach and the ocean, and it's pretty just, quiet. Just relax and read a book listen to a music you listen to some music or a podcast and just have yep. like and i really reveled in like those those quiet moments because when when you're at desire you know you have a lot of crazy loud mingling moments in the evenings and whatnot but i always like cherish and really liked the mm-hmm. the waking up and and going out and i and, called it the read sweat swim that was <laughs> that was our our the, habit the so rss we'd, we'd wake up we'd lather up in suntan lotion we'd go out to the bed We'd lay on the bed naked. You'd lay there and read for about as long as you could stand until you were dripping in sweat because it was hot. Mm-hmm. And then you go swim. Mm-hmm. And then repeat. Exactly. And so that was great. And the other um, tip that I would give is if you know you're a beach bed person, it they're they're doing things a little bit differently than when, when we were there in 2012. In 2012, it was first come, first serve, which they're still doing first come, first serve mm-hmm. now. But if you get there, if you wake up late or you just – there might the beds might not be full. So what we opted to do 
is to spend the hundred dollars mm-hmm. and reserve a bed for the entire week. So it was just our bed. It didn't matter when we woke up. It didn't matter yep. what was going on. It didn't matter anything. We just yeah. had this bed for the whole week, and that was worth it to us. I mean, there's other things at the resort that aren't worth it. I mean, you can get room service, which we always, I always enjoy the buffet anyway. So we'll just walk down and get the breakfast buffet. Although mm-hmm. a lot of people will choose to get room service for breakfast because they were up late and drinking. I'm not one to want to spend the money on the room service. So there's there's just other or you can you know you can upcharge and you get a little bit nice you know you can you can get lobster I think at the yeah um, or filet mignon you, things you, of that nature you can get some but uh, and there's things, upcharges too if you want to get certain liquors or but alcohols. those things aren't worth it to me usually because I mean I'm not huge on what you know I'm not a liquor snob or or even not not not, not even a snob like a connoisseur like to me cheap liquor you're a liquor bottom feeder yes but i'm fine with it too so like it's not worth it to upcharge for that but i it was worth it to upcharge and pay the hundred dollars for the beach bed for the week like, mm-hmm. that was great and, and other I, people might disagree with us but for oh, us yeah, like yeah know, this is opinion knowing that that's what we wanted and that's what we we're gonna be it saved us like it was a hassle-free part of it like we knew we were on this bed and it was a good location every day so we could just walk out and Go to that bed and not have to worry about yeah, it. Yeah, that was nice. I would do that every single time we go now. I would pay the hundred dollars. Yeah. Um, and what I really liked this time too, which was a, the the just a little detail that we didn't have last time, is we actually like there's two rows of beds. Um, the front row, mm-hmm. at, at least on the left side, like on the right, like if you're facing the ocean, the right side beds, there's only like one row of beds. Yeah. But on the left side, and on, this is sort of relative the... to the middle, which is like the big gazebo and yes, the, the gaz- and the swim and the 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 uh beach yeah. side bar. using using the gazebo and um beach bar as sort of the the middle mm-hmm. the right side there's really only one row of beds but the left side there was there's two rows and the back row when when we, when we were there in 2012 we always were on the front row which is right on the beach or um which was which is nice it's the, there's nothing in front of you other than people walking in front mm-hmm. um but what was cool was I actually liked the um, the back. So this time we had the back row, but we had one that wasn't blocked by the beach beds in the front. Yeah, they didn't they didn't align. But they were the swinging beds. Bed. So the front the entire front row is solid stationary. But I actually really liked so, the so the swing. platform that the bed is on is suspended by ropes. Yeah. So it has a little bit of a swing too. Yeah, it. it's like a giant bed swing, which yeah. was awesome. Like you can kind of get a little bit of a rock going. It just it, it was nice. Like next time we go. I would reserve either the bed we were on yeah. or the one to the right. It was, we were in bed 21. I would, yeah. Yeah, so so those of you who go to bed 21, and I would either reserve... 22 and 21 are the two that, that rock, but, but then I, don't have anything in front of I actually liked... The the bed to the right of is the one right next to the, the pavilion. I probably would prefer to have the one where we were, actually. Yeah. Um, so we had a good bed. We liked it. So any other thing? Any other... Honestly, there's nothing that I can think of that we haven't talked about. We had a fantastic time. We, like we had it a was great, great, great and trip. I'm, I'm looking forward to when we can go again. I don't know if we'll be able to make it next year, but when we do go again, it's it's going to be a fantastic yeah. time. It's crazy that like you know that's the thing that sucks about you know desire isn't cheap. It's ex- it's expensive to go. Um, and but and we have plenty of places. Like there's a lot of places we want to travel throughout the world. Like there's we meet people who desire their trip that they go. You yeah, know, we'll meet people where it's like. You know, if I'm going to go anywhere, I'm saving my I'm money for desire, here every year. We know that you know we have places throughout the world that we want to go see. We've never been to China. We want to go to China. There's various places um, that we just want to travel throughout the world. But it also kind of sucks knowing that, like, oh man, like it's probably going to be mm-hmm. two, th- like, like, like we, 
two, three, four years yeah. before we go back to Desire. It's going to be a little while. Like, probably not, you know, probably not four, but I mean, we're not. Probably I, don't, too. I don't think we're going to go next year. So no. then it'll be a few years. Just, yeah. just because we want to be able to. We want to experience other places. We want to travel other places, but it also. We get a whole lifetime to go there. That's the thing. As long as they're open, we can go there. And there's no age limit. There's no. Oh, so... that is what I want to talk about. I, we're, you know, we're very long on this episode anyways, but I do want to talk about the, um, the ageism that like I feel like we experience. Oh yeah. Being younger, like I do, I'm surprised I didn't think about this earlier. But like, oh, so the first time we went, you know, you get a lot of, oh, is this your first time here? And it's like, and yeah, you, this and is you our talk first it up time. To, well, yes, it is, and you don't really think and about maybe much. Maybe we just look new. Yeah, maybe maybe we just look new. But this time, like it's our second time here. Yeah, we've been here. We know the routine, people. We know the routine. We have the clothes. We dress the part. We but fit we're the still, part. But we're we still constantly getting asked. You know, is this your first time? And then, you know, towards towards the middle of the week, like Wednesday, like you really start to realize, like, like everybody's asking, like, everybody who we haven't already met, it's like the first thing they ask us, like, like, and they assume, like, oh, this, this, yeah, you they just, assume you're like, young. They ask you, but as an assumption, like, oh, this is your first time here, and it's like, no, no, and it's definitely because we are younger, yeah, um, and then we were even told, well, people your age usually can't afford to come here, and that offended me actually. When somebody said that, well, it sort of offended me, but also I was, but it also made me happy. Be well, it offended. Well, it didn't really offend me, but I, I did think, well, that's sort of, um, you know, that's sort of stereotype. It's a, a bad stereotype. It's a bad stereotype, <laughs> but also at the same time, like in their eyes, well, clearly we must be doing well because we're here. I yeah, mean, they, they didn't yeah. know. Like you it's, know, nobody knows it's, what we make. It's a bad but... stereotype to for for our our age group, but at the same time, it's like, well, they were complimenting you, but yes. at the same time, they were putting down yeah, they were your putting age down group. the age group. But I did feel like there was, I do feel like there was like some like ageism in terms of like, like oh they're new they're not established yes I did get that yeah so they're they're not as good as we are or they're Um, they're not like they're maybe a little bit more cautious to want to give you a little bit of like a cocked eyebrow like what are you like are what are you doing here this is this is your first time like no we've been here before or you guys oh you look young um yeah and and whatnot oh really you've been here before yes (laughs) I know and and um. That's the thing that um, about Pearl is apparently Pearl's demographics is even older. So we've been told. <laughs> so we've been told. We, yeah. we, we don't know that for sure. But, yeah, I just wanted to mention that, that if you're a younger couple out there, I mean. Just learn to deal with it. Just I, learn, I mean, it or, like, a, if you're an older couple, be mindful about how you ask that question. Like, maybe don't phrase it with the assumption that somebody is new. Like, maybe just say. Yeah. Have you, how many times have you been here before? And then let them say, oh, this is my first time, rather than making that assumption. Yeah. Because it's it, – it's not. It doesn't feel very good to the, have it asked few, over and over and yeah, over. Yeah, the first again. few times, like whatever. But then by the it's end of the week, it like it is a little offensive, and 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 that you're just like, man, like okay, we get it. Because the look people younger. asking are being presumptive, you know. Yes, and, and and that's just what I don't like about it. So so think about that when you're talking to somebody, and even though you're making, you might be making that snap judgment, just. Um, you know, let them answer their questions for themselves and, rather than assuming that somebody's new. And, and that goes for the lifestyle in general, not just for and some of the for this. But some of the other couples that were there who were younger, you know, I told them, you know, so, some of them they actually were there. For one the first couple time, in particular, so. it was their first time. But I told them, like, if you guys come back within the next couple of years, like, you're not going to stop getting asked, like, is this your first time here? Just because yeah. the assumption is, well, if you're young, like, like first of all, there's a little bit of like, uh, what are you doing here? You're you're young. And then mm-hmm. there's also a well, this has to be your first time, and that was just yeah. it. Just got old after a little while. Like like, I wasn't 
I, I've said offensive a couple times. Offensive is a little bit strong of a word. Like, I wasn't really, like, offended, but it's just kind of, like, it just got old, and it was... Yeah, I agree. It, it's it's not quite on the line of offensive yet, but it could have been. Yeah, yeah. And and I would say people with a little bit, you know, we've got thicker skin. People with thinner skin might have been offended. Yeah, I, come, come on, you people who are older than us. Us young people like to get down and dirty and fuck, too. <laughs> we... <laughs> we do. Um... So, but we had a great trip, though. And oh, I, it was a fantastic you know, trip. I, Loved it. I probably should have brought that up earlier, so we're not ending on a, a downer note. But so that's why I just want to reiterate: we had a great trip. It was awesome, and we are definitely looking forward to going back whenever that is. I mean, there is going to be a, a next time, but we're not exactly mm-hmm. sure when that's going to be. Yeah. So, Desire RM, fantastic. Highly recommended it. Twenty fourteen, great trip. Yep. So with that, we'll wrap it up and say thank you for listening. Please send us your comments, questions, thoughts, feedback to swingingaround at gmail.com. No G at the end of swinging. We've been getting some great emails, by the way, and so I appreciate that. And we're working on an episode to respond to some of those. Yeah, but next, it's, next it's episode. It's not going to come out gonna, for a few weeks. Yeah, next episode we will be um, – we have we have various topics, but we will also be covering some listener email as well. Yeah, yeah. And we've, we've heard your pleas, and there will be an erotic story coming up sometime soon too. Um, you can follow us on Twitter at Swinging Around, no G at the end of Swinging. Our website is swingingaround.com. You can hit that up for a list of all of our shows and also linked to Desire RM is on that page as well. Um, if you link through that, 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 ugh, I don't know what I'm saying. Don't listen to me. <laughs> Find us on Twitter right. at Swinging Around. It is. We've been, we've been podcasting for a while now. I think that's it. So I just want to give one last shout out to Late Night Pizza. Because we didn't do that at all during the episode, we got to give a shout out to Desire Late Night or the Late Night Pizza, especially the and then the staff, like the Late Night Pizza staff, great staff. Yes. Um. And again, this is episode fifty, people. Woo! You are copying me. That was no, yes. I'm not. That was you. No, you. Uh-uh. No. So this is we made you it. You know work. what? Stay sexy and stay swinging. We are halfway to episode one hundred. That's exciting. It is. All right, and that's my line. Well, too stay bad. Stay sexy. And stay swinging. You said it better.